0: Listen up Gotham, this is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic Podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you.
1: Hey everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is the Bat Fanatic Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my co hosts, Ben and Evan. I've got to shout out our longtime sponsor, Radar Toys. You can go to radartoys.com, get free shipping in the US, and save an additional 10% using the code BATFANPOD. All right. Now, today we're continuing our review of the Dark Knight trilogy. This is our longest episode yet. Try not to push into some Joe Rogan territory, but there's just so much to talk about on this iconic, genre-defying and defining, box office record-breaking, Oscar-winning masterpiece. This is Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Hi, Ben. Are you, um, is this up to your standards now?
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm here, I guess.
2: (laughs) (laughs) As, as much as I can be cognizant on any given day.
1: All right. Well, we know who that is. We got Evil in the house. Hello, everyone. Before we get into this one, I just wanted to shout out Jeff Garland followed us. I thought that was really cool. I don't know if he listens to the show or if he just likes the pictures I post or something, but... That's cool. He's just
2: a Sammy Warman's fan. He um, just likes your hair. Curb, yeah. <laughs> your enthusiasm? Goldberg's Jeff Garland?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like huge fan of Curb. It's like the funniest show fucking ever made. So that, that made my day. And then um, Jim Ballant, the Catwoman artist, was uh, commenting on pictures of the new uh, newly rearranged wall here uh, of autographs and memorabilia. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I forget that this dude follows us too. Like, that's so cool, man. So just wanted to shout out those guys. Who uh been following for a long time.
2: Climbing the ranks, boys, we'll be celebrities in no time.
1: <laughs> Soon our five hundred followers will be six hundred followers.
2: Uh. <laughs> making the bucks, shaking the hands, not kissing babies.
1: Using the bucks, washing your hands.
2: Yeah, also not shaking hands either, so just making the bucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So the dark night. 2008, written by Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan, story by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer, starring, my God, Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Maggie Gyllenhaal, thank God, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart, Morgan Freeman, Evan, are you awake, and Michael Caine, composed, of course, by Hans Zimmer, and...
0: uh, favorite thing on any podcast is lists, long lists of things. So it's not like that me. long. It's like 30 seconds. I'm just, I'm just seconds. looking at my notes anyways. I'm, uh, I'm
2: prepping myself for the long
1: journey ahead. Yeah, we talked a little bit, I think, in the first one, the Batman Begins episode. We don't normally talk about cinematographers. You know, we don't list every fucking person who worked on the film. But again, like <laughs> Wally Pfister, Nolan's right hand, just, man, a beautiful beautiful job on this movie.
0: I was thinking just, about it with this one. I uh, I watched it with my dad, because we've been watching like one movie a week, so I'm like, oh, I can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Get my, my social interaction with you guys and my social interaction with him down in last. just one movie.
1: Wait, so did you cancel last week because you hadn't fucking watched it yet?
0: No, I had already watched it, and I've seen this movie okay. many times. No, I just didn't want to talk to you guys. That's okay. <laughs> Understandable. But, but the... Uh, So, like, parts of this movie, especially the beginning, feel a little corny to me. And it's not bad. It's still really good. But what elevates it and saves it is the cinematography. Even if the dialogue is a little corny or some of the characters or like, the gangsters and mobsters are a little corny, it just looks so good. Everything about it is just a joy to watch. You think some of the characters or some of the lines are silly? Yeah, I mean, that's like one of my central points about this movie, so I'll hold back a little bit and we'll weave it in,
3: but
0: and it's not something It's not something I felt the first couple of times I watched it, but this time, definitely. Even my dad fell asleep during this movie. I was really excited for him to watch it, and he fell asleep.
1: Well,
2: well your dad seen sucks. It
0: before? No, he'd never seen it, and he would like wake up every now and then, and like there'd be an actor on the screen, and he'd go Oh, who's that again? Who's <laughs> chapter is that? Like, it's Batman, Dad. <laughs> Don't pretend. It's freaking Batman.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Ben,
2: I've been rereading Berserk. I'm on book thirteen. That's like the first eclipse has officially started, and Griffith is has like actually sacrificed everybody, and he's turning into Semta. But the cover of book thirteen has like guts, bloody guts, holding naked Casca and. He already has a stump for an arm and stuff. And I'm like, well, this is spoiler city right here. <laughs> yeah, you know, that book is not going to end well when you get the cover of that. Like, this looks bad. Like, it already looked bad already, but he's got like a meat chunk for an arm and she's naked.
1: Well, what if it happens in the first act? You know, a lot of trailers will show you some crazy shit, but it's from the beginning of the movie.
2: I would be
0: okay yeah. with that, but I bet you it's the cliffhanger of the book.
2: It, it, but it only gets better from here. And I'm flipping, it's approximately halfway through the book, so there's uh, quite a lot of bad stuff in
1: here. Well, you spoiled it for yourself anyway.
0: I know, but I've read this multiple <laughs> times anyway, so. Man, you Welcome know when... to the Berserk Fanatic Podcast. Hey! Only Berserk, all Berserk, all the time. All monsters, all
2: dicks. I don't talk. <laughs> yeah. You know when you just have, when you know something isn't going to be very good, and then like you-
1: this episode? <laughs> no, it, it is going to be good. We're just <laughs> working at the keys. Wow.
0: So, I think The Dark Knight is an excellent movie, but I do think the beginning is a little corny.
1: You know what? And- Fuck you. I'm not even going to take it there yet. Because <laughs> I, I, this movie, we have to acknowledge at least the, uh, the cultural context of this. I mean, again, we talked about Begins was not huge. You said
0: it at the beginning. What year is this?
1: 2008. Okay. So this is MySpace age, right? So long ago. What was happening was Ledger died before it came out, right? Compounded with the fact that you have this amazing sort of grassroots marketing campaign that they did where we started seeing all these campaign websites and promos and things that were just, I believe in Harvey Dent. That was everywhere. And then when the trailers dropped, nowadays they have the phrase, it breaks the internet or whatever. But like back then, dude, everyone and their dog had seen this trailer. Everyone was talking about the Dark Knight. Everyone wanted to see what Joker was going to look like.
0: How bad Heath Ledger was going to ruin it because he's just the total wrong casting (laughs) choice. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was a thing too. But by the time it was actually done and coming out, there was so much hype and so many rumors about the amazing things that he did. And then because of all the I Believe in Harvey Dent and we're seeing Aaron Eckhart in the trailers, everyone wants to see what Two-Face looks like. That, there was so much secrecy about that. No one knew what Two-Face looked like going into it. We get that little shot of like him on the floor with the gasoline, but they never showed it. I watch these trailers religiously and so many times that to this day, when I watch the movies, there's certain Joker lines. Like when he is in the interrogation room and he's like, evening commissioner. And like certain things that he says are like, you've changed things forever. Um, There's another one, but he, uh, they use different takes. They use different the other one
0: it's the, Let's get nuts. Come on.
1: They use different takes in the trailers than in the final cut of the film. And so to this day when I watch the movie, they'll say a line and it never quite sounds right to me. <laughs> because I watched the trailer
2: four times. I like watched those movie. trailers
1: so fucking many times before <laughs> it came out, man. Like, I mean, the hype was real.
2: I do remember all the mystique regarding Joker stuff and anything that they would release would be more about the lips or, like, blurry pictures of him, or the Why So Serious stuff, or something. Yeah, and,
1: Why and So Serious was huge.
2: Yeah, like, really just trying to guard his. You know, that one poster where he's looks to be, like, drawing the lips on the window, and he's behind the window, and all you really get is, like, kind of this green mop top and then this purple ish silhouette, or something. You know, how.
1: I have go, that go, framed. He draws in blood, Why So Serious.
2: Yeah, exactly. And just how guarded his final image would
1: be yeah there was that reveal because i think they used the line from the beginning the what doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger but Uh then but then they reveal him when they're standing in the street he's coming at him with the bat pod you know Uh there's that shot from behind ledger where he like half turns i'm pretty sure they use that shot as his like reveal in the teaser and like god damn it was just so fucking exciting like such a great time to be a fan, you know. I mean, I I was, like I said, starting to get way back into this shit after uh, begins, but like seeing those trailers, I mean, I was just in love again. It was like consuming. It was so exciting.
0: The hype was real. I don't remember any feelings. On, I'm not. I'm not even joking. Like I can't even remember, which it must mean that I didn't have much of a reaction to the trailers at <laughs> least. And, and I'll say again, I love this movie. It's fantastic. But like, I don't remember being like. Uh, I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. I just I can't remember any of that stuff that you're talking about.
2: <laughs> I, I just like your opening phrase. I don't remember much feelings. <laughs> I mean, there's no. I don't remember a time when I did feel. <laughs> I know there
0: must have been a time. Uh, I, I but you no, know, like compared remember. to Batman Begins, where like I have a very vivid memory of not knowing anything about it, and then going to the theater and seeing it, not even realizing it existed. And yeah. then this movie, which was like they were trying as hard as possible to let everyone know it existed. And I just—I have no memory to, to lead up to that.
1: There's in no way. Exact
2: opposite to
1: me. There's <laughs> no way that that you weren't aware of it because I one, it was ubiquitous, but two, uh you and I had been in a band at that point. I mean, this was like right after DFS sort of went on break, and so we would have been—I mean, we would have been talking like around that Can you time. Tell me what I felt. For you sure. You what I felt? No, man, no. Ben ben I'm just was, saying, like Ben was so busy. It would have come up.
2: And all that stuff. Yeah.
1: It would have come up somehow, I'm just saying. Like
0: Ben was balls deep into hardcore rock music. Well and like I don't I'm definitely not one of those people who thought that like Heath Ledger was gonna be a bad choice. I wasn't like oh, this is gonna be stupid. I didn't have any negative feelings either.
1: I no. didn't even know who the fuck that was. So
0: Who had those feelings?
1: No, I mean Heath Ledger, like was. I hadn't seen Broke Back, you know, I, I saw a fucking um
0: 10 Things I Hate you know, About
1: You. Yeah, when it, came, when it came out, which was so much earlier, that I was like, oh, yeah, I sort of maybe kind of remember that. I, I don't know who that guy is, you know? So, like, I had no judgments like I did with Pattinson or anything. And part of the reason on the last episode I said that I like this movie so much and both sequels, just re-watching them is because it just starts with no bullshit, you know? It's just shit happening right out the gate. You know, it's got that great ability that a sequel has where we've given you a lot of the backstory. We gave you the cliffhanger even. And so we're just going to dump you right into the action. And so, I mean, from the, the opening shots, it's just, you got the exciting music. It's got the total Michael Mann heat vibes. And we're right into the heist, you know.
0: But in that heist, that's the first like taste of the corniness. And again, the corniness, I think, ends up working in the movie's favor later. But I'll get to that later. But all of the thugs and the henchmen in the heist all have really, to me, obvious and bad ADR. It's like some guy's doing a New York accent over the top. Hey, man, whoever planned this heist. And it's definitely not the actor wearing the mask. It's not any of those actors. And it's just so jarring to me. It's not quite this bad, but it, it reminds me of, like, when I think a movie thinks the audience is dumb, so they have to add a bunch of voices over the top later to, like, you everything that's happening in case you're too dumb to okay. realize it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right,
3: a couple I think things the
0: though. Rolls out like a
2: Ocean's Eleven movie. I I really like it. I love that level of planning in anything. And when you get to watch some like best laid plans stuff just roll out exactly as intended. I I love seeing the fruition of something that somebody puts so much thought into, and then it just rolls out like, especially if it's beat for beat later on with joker's whole intentional kidnapping thing is like an even better version of that but i love seeing stuff just play out exactly
0: as somebody intended to like man you thought this through
2: every step of the way
0: no visually it's awesome just that overdub dialogue is fucking corny Yeah,
2: like hey you (laughs)
0: wise guys i don't i would prefer like muffled like i can't even hear it to what is there
1: well, that's what I was going to say, is that they're wearing plastic masks over their fucking faces. Of course it's ADR.
0: But it's also the acting, man. Oh, who is this Joker guy? What's he going to do? Oh, I heard the book. Like that. Just It's bad compared to the rest of the acting in the movie. Because it was probably done by lower-paid actors in a little booth
1: I've, far away. I've literally uh. never... Had an issue with it. It never crossed my mind at all. Like, I, in it fact, keeps me up at night. I, <laughs> the only thing I've ever thought about that stuff is like I have the script from this movie, and you know it's interesting when you read it. Kind of like I said about the trailers, how slightly different the final dialogue is throughout the movie. So I mean, I, I've thought about it in those terms, but I've I've never had an issue with the actual delivery of it. I actually think that those lines in the beginning are quite smart. I mean, in the first sixty seconds, we have basically showing, first of all, not only the Joker's character as they continue to kill each other off. You know, one less. I already sh- wears makeup. What? No, but the like one less share and all that stuff. You know, yeah. but when they're on the roof and they're cutting the uh, alarm. He's like, that's weird. It dialed to a private number. Should have dialed 911. He's like, is there a problem? You know, and you might not think much of it at the time, but again, he's setting up that this is the mob bank. You know, it's going out to private security. It's not going out to the cops. They don't want the cops there. And so, I mean, every little part of this script is, like Evan said, really tight. We're watching, you know, kind of the best laid plans come together. So I, I really think it's great. We're getting little tiny bits of this puzzle. I don't have a problem with the
0: script. I like the script. I don't like the delivery of all those lines. (laughs) Partially because I think they were not directed as well and they were done at a later date. But I don't have a problem with any of that because I do like that. It sets the stage well. It's a little much, but it's still all right. But it's just the delivery I don't like. It distracts me.
1: Well, I don't like you. I find you distracting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys think that, despite the fact that (laughs) Joker has to take cover... Behind the desk because the guy has the gun, but do you think that Joker's plan also included whoever that head banker guy is and his shotgun? Do you think that that was part of his plan? Because he tags the one dude, you know, they take fire. Do you think that that was included in his plan?
1: I don't think he cares. I don't know. I mean... It seems Most like other just.
2: Things seem to roll out exactly how he wants them to.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could have very well considered that there was someone in there who had been paid off who would fight back, but, you know, mm-hmm. he had well, enough the, expendable people.
0: Well, and the Joker in general, but especially in this movie, is like a genius like Batman. So yeah. the idea that he can respond and improvise to these situations, I don't think so much he planned for it, it's just he's capable of reacting
1: to. You that, didn't that laugh make, at the where did you learn to count line? You didn't laugh at that.
0: No, it was funny, and, and a lot of these criticisms, this is another movie, like some of these that, for me, has a disadvantage of, I've seen it so many times, Yeah. where like, if we were doing this review after the first time I watched this movie, it would just be like, oh man, did you see that
3: movie? <laughs> <you there> <laughs> but
0: I've seen it a lot, so I'm looking at it a little more critically, uh, so William Fitchner is the bank manager, I just want to give him a shout out, because he's an excellent actor, and he just has a tiny little part in this movie. Yeah, he's great because he's not ADR he was there that
1: day well in his line uh, where he said uh, like do you have any idea who you're stealing from you and your friends are dead that's almost verbatim from I think it's the beginning of Dark Victory it might have might have been in Long Halloween but I just thought that was for how much it draws on the source material there's occasional just little lines they're not even used in the same way but it's just like oh hey like that on the page that's in the movie we just watched
2: it must be Long Halloween because that's there is the money piles in that one, but there's nothing like that in Dark Victory. Sam, you just made me think of a thing though, you know, did you laugh at the uh weren't you counting line? But the whole people shooting revolvers and stuff gives us the impression that we could actually count how many rounds a gun has when in reality only a revolver has a consistent amount of rounds. Yeah. Like there's no telling how many rounds are in any given handgun or in any given clip or if the clip is extended or how many rounds a shotgun has or if it has a plug or anything so nobody could actually count that. The joker can. he's a
1: yeah,
3: he's <laughs> smart. Right? And if he's
2: not that smart, he's improvising so he knows.
1: Well, yeah, but he had a, I don't know, he had a shotgun so I thought, I mean, I don't, you know about things, I don't know about things.
2: They can have many rounds, that's the point. No, there's no way to <laughs>
1: Now, my only issue with the first scene in the movie, even as dark as the green grown-out hair is, they keep natural brown head ledger in the whole scene until he takes off the mask. That kind of pisses me off because you don't notice it when you're first watching it because they're just random goons, right? And that's the whole point. That's the reveal. But like when you watch it a second time, and he's the one standing on the corner in the beginning, and they pick him up, and they show him from behind. It's like, well, he has his brown hair, and then now that you've noticed that, you're watching the rest of the scene. And it's like he has brown hair the whole time, and then you get the close up when he pulls off the mask, and it's green. So like, is it
0: is it green everywhere? Like it just literally changed his hair color.
1: Yeah, like they just, green just on, like, the roots? they just didn't do his hair and makeup at all while he's in the mask. Uh, and then when he takes it off, he's in full hair and makeup. But he had natural Heath Ledger hair prior to that, and I that don't like
0: toilet. that. I think that's kind of neat. That's where I don't like you, because you... I, <laughs> no, <laughs> but, um, I
1: like how personally would, we like, always really, take it.
0: Because if, you, like, if you're like a real Batman person, you'd probably watch it and be like, as soon as you saw the green hair, that scene would be ruined for you. Even though it's inconsistent, I think it's worth the trade-off of not knowing it's the Joker until that reveal. I remember when
2: I first saw this, I was genuinely surprised by how that whole thing played out. Like
1: Clutching your pearls? um, like
2: Yeah, I just honestly had no idea that even one of those guys would have even been the Joker. I just thought that maybe these are dudes working for the Joker, not that he was actually in on the whole thing. And then by the time they drive out the building and then the bus just hops in line with the other buses, I was like, that is so fucking smart. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You... Well, I was
0: watching this with my dad like I said and he fell asleep he might have already been asleep at
1: that point I don't know it's, four minutes in it's,
0: before, yeah, before, yeah and there's like shooting and explosions the whole time I don't understand it it's not enough but, it's not enough action for your dad well, but I think that's like you're, with any movie but especially this movie your willingness to engage and suspend your disbelief and just like believe that these characters particularly Batman and the Joker can do these crazy things they do because the first thing he said when that bus pulled away was like nobody noticed that Nobody around there was like, oh, that one bus just pulled in there. Run out of the, bank.
3: <laughs> the police
0: right now. And it's, it's like, totally right. But it's because I think he is unwilling to just get into the movie and let it go. And I guess sometimes those plot things are so big that people just can't do it. But I think this movie is so well done and the characters are so engaging that, for me, it's really easy to just let go and believe it.
2: I think that's true. But at the same time, with almost anything in life, everything happens so quickly that if you didn't directly witness it, then it's gone already. You either missed it because you were looking at it two seconds before or two seconds afterwards. So anybody who wasn't right there when the bus drove out of the building from picking all those children up at the bank, he uh, <laughs> wouldn't have even seen only the bus driver, you know, before and behind it would have been like what the shit i mean it is really convenient that there was one bus length available <laughs> between
0: that other bus and it that is bus huge metropolitan city nobody yeah. saw the bus slam into the building nobody said like yeah. wait stop that convoy of buses i just saw that one bus here yep. and, and again i never yeah. thought about that kind of any of the other times i saw it cuz i just was willing to be in this world and along for the ride of it yeah
1: i do want to ask have you guys both seen the movie heat
0: yes no. once a long time ago.
1: Okay. Because this also came out at a time when I was really uh, kind of first exposed to a lot of gangster movies and stuff. And so I was really, really into Pacino and De Niro at the time. And Heat was one of my favorites that I I watched a lot. And the way that this movie tipped its hat to that was just insane. But again, they're taking this huge climax of that movie and... Making it a short little set piece to kick off this movie, and so oh. where where so much of that one was the getaway and all, all the complications that happen, that wasn't the point of this scene at all. And in terms of setting up the story, we don't need to see the getaway really. So they just give you that quick overhead shot, and that's it.
0: Yeah, just it it sets the tone of this movie right away. Of like, you get an idea of what you're in for for the rest of it. Exactly. In a right. good point.
1: They also set up the humor really quickly because right after that there's a short scene of Gordon at the Bat-Signal with Ramirez. Again, another good setup where she mentions that her mom's in the hospital. It's a minor character saying something as an aside. So again, first time you're not putting any value on that line. But again, in rewatched, it's like everything is set up. Everything's tied in. But as she's walking upstairs to meet Gordon, she goes through the bullpen, and she's like, Mayor says you're closing in on the Batman. Dude wads up the paper and banks it off the wall to the trash can, and he's like, the investigation is ongoing, and it shows Abe <laughs> Lincoln, Elvis, and the Sasquatch. Like, that yeah, shit's so good.
2: That's the scene with Gordon in the Bat-Signal, right?
1: Yeah, Well, she's on her way uh, up to him, yeah.
2: I was thinking that was funny for the first time. They're talking about it, and Gordon says something about even if he's busy, I just want to remind people that he's out there. Yeah. And but then I was thinking that the signal that you're using is the same signal that you used to call Batman. What? What? And so you're like, I'm just gonna go up there for my Monday afternoon reminder that Batman exists in the city. <laughs> but then what if it turns out that Batman wasn't busy? <laughs> And then it shows up and, and he's oh, my bad, man. I just assumed that you're like, no, man. I just suited up and came all the way out here.
0: He was busy. He's like, Gordon, what is it? I was just chasing a murder victim, but this must Terms. be really important, right? Yeah, I assumed it was a
1: big deal. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was a big deal. He needed to tell him about the heist.
2: But, but it sounds like he does that regularly. He <laughs> just can't always be
0: busy. A phone.
1: It's that an unspoken a thing.
0: Oh, smash, James, come on.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't have a red phone, okay? This is an unspoken thing that he's like, look, I'm going to put this up there if I need to touch base with you, but if you can't come, it just reminds motherfuckers, like, oh, shit, he's going to be coming soon. I'm out of here. I'm going home.
0: It's the same as the bus to me. It's just so much of the stuff in this movie. Plot-wise or little element-wise doesn't work or doesn't make sense, but it doesn't matter because it's executed so well. It's like a theme park ride or something where you're like pointing out, like, "Oh, I wasn't really gonna die when we went over that edge," or you have to let go and just be on board.
1: I'm fully on board.
2: I think that I think this movie is great, but, but all of a sudden I was
1: just thinking about it and I was like, "That doesn't make a ton of sense to me, James." <laughs> then we get this awesome. Again, just action, 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 the scarecrow scene we get you know the the Batmobile rush in on intimidate mode like the dark Knight returns then the whole I'm not wearing hockey pads shit It's this is also inter- the first
0: time we see the fighting in the new suit
1: well no, he's still in the old suit.
0: Oh this is, I feel like this is the first time we've ever seen in these movies Batman fight in a, like a shot where we get to see him do it.
1: yeah, yeah he starts by bending the fucking dude's rifle uh, yeah yeah. And also, the crazy thing, too, I don't know how you watch this, but... With my eyeballs. I, had, I watched this...
0: <laughs> I had Evan draw every scene for me as he watched it, and then he showed me the paper. Oh, okay. narrated okay. it. That was kind of
2: why his dad was so bored.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're just storyboards?
2: <laughs>
1: but But uh, I watched it on HBO Max, so it was just coming through my TV speakers. But for years and years and years, I watched it on DVD through my big stereo speakers. And the effects in this movie are so fucking loud. Like every punch is like a grenade going off in <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Or, you know, it's just boom, boom. You know, it's fucking crazy. Like when you're in the theater or when you're watching it cranked up. But like if I'm trying to watch it and Angie's asleep in the next room, I got to turn it down so low I can't hear the fucking dialogue. You know, like. Well, the
0: di- uh-uh. This movie does have a bad balance because in, in trying to keep my dad awake, but not anger my neighbors. I would be like, turn it up really, really loud for any time they talked and then knowing that an explosion or a punch was about to happen, turn it down really, really low. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just unbalanced and I don't know if it's because it's like Christopher Nolan thing where it's like, this is designed for you to be in a place to watch movies. Well, it's made for IMAX.
1: I mean, this movie is made for IMAX. It was one of the first ones that was actually shot in a lot of the action pieces shot on IMAX film for that purpose and so it's supposed to be a big over-the-top movie but like, that's the first scene where we start to really get a taste of that shit, where he's kicking goons' asses. You know, we see the fear toxin used, but without the point-of-view perspective for pretty much the first time. So uh-huh. we, we kind of see, like, all right, Scarecrow's minor. You know, he's already tied up in the beginning. You know, not my diagnosis, and just brush him to the side, but it's still cool to have him as a little bit of continuity, you know?
2: Yeah, Karen's over to the next thing. Him timing his jump down the spiraling portion of the parking garage is a very batman maneuver and dude I like that a lot.
1: and it's funny because like that's one of the things ben's talking about that like is totally nonsense but is so <laughs> yeah, fucking cool
2: that's so good <laughs>
1: well not so much that like that could totally happen but the fact that the van would just like perfectly roll to a stop that oh, that's
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean even if but what if at any point along the way the guy's like, Oh, piece of candy and
0: you know, breaks <laughs> even for two seconds Wait, me, I, I'm back. gonna go up the other exit. I'm gonna turn yeah, yeah. around and go back. <laughs> oh shit.
1: I mean, I just thought that shot was awesome. It was obviously that was a shot for the fucking trailer. You know, it's just super super batman. Super cool. But yeah, again, like that should have like careened off the fucking path and crashed into the wall or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> we introduce Alfred by stitching up Bruce's injuries from, uh, you know, it, it was a big dog, you know, <laughs> but the, that that whole shit where he's like, uh, he's like, I learned from my mistakes. OK, you know, and he's like, you ought to be pretty knowledgeable by now. <laughs> oh, so <sick> burn, Alfred. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. Michael Kane is just on fire in this movie.
0: And that felt like the nod to Alex Ross, the iconic shot of Batman's back all scarred and fucked up of him putting on his shirt there because you just see him.
1: He's totally fucked up. Dude, I have to actually mention this because Three Jokers came out this week. I don't know if you guys are familiar or interested in this at all.
0: I read at the end of another story where he was like, there's three Jokers and there was like a tag for this story, but I never read the story.
1: Yeah, it's been years in the <laughs> making, but okay, for as much as we've talked about Earth One, that's written by Jeff Johns, Okay, so Jeff Johns wrote this three-part Black Label series called Three Jokers. Part one just came out, artwork with uh, Jason Fabok and Brad Anderson. I think Brad Anderson did the colors in Earth One as well. But it's fucking stunningly beautiful, some of the best art I've ever seen. And in the beginning of it, it opens with Bruce, like, crashing the Batmobile, trying to get inside the house all bloody and fucked up and alfred stitching him up and there's this amazing thing that they do that is sort of a nod to that alex ross thing where they show his scarred up back right but then they do a close-up panel of a scar and a flashback panel beside it to show penguin stabbing him there and then another scar close-up and then another flashback close up panel of Catwoman slashing across his chest. And they go through all of these different scars and show how they were done. They show Bane breaking his back again. They do all these amazing fucking retellings in just that one yeah, frame. That's cool. Oh my God. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It, it's just so Batman, you know?
0: Three Jokers available now.
1: By the time this airs, the second one will probably be out. Is
0: this is Joker, one Joker first Joker?
1: It's very mysterious. You don't exactly know what the fuck's going on yet.
2: I like that, though. I meant to say in the last one as just a triple arcing pro to all of this is that I really like Michael Caine and this stuff a lot. Yeah. And this is probably my third favorite role of his, the first being...
1: Austin Powers' um, dad?
2: Muppet, yeah, Muppet, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol being number one, second one being Austin Powers, and the third one being this Batman trilogy.
1: Wow, that, that hierarchy is very unique to you.
0: It describes you as a person so well, though, It does. Yeah, 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 you exactly. can just introduce yourself that way if you want. For now. Hi, I'm Evan, and Michael Kane's three best movies are Muppet Christmas Carol, Austin Powers, In the Batman trilogy. I understand you so well.
1: Yeah, I really think he's right.
2: This is my personal (laughs) trifecta projected through some other person's personal roles.
1: That is a very revealing opinion, man. One of the things this movie does well is, if you're familiar with the source material, they give it to you.
0: Hard. They give it to you hard.
1: Yeah, they really just thrust it (sighs) in.
0: Hard. (laughs) A non-stop pounding experience. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pummeling.
1: And <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, the long Halloween has penetrated this whole story. But... I felt warmed up. <laughs> but they give you a big fake-out. And so we have Maroney's trial, and Dent is there, and we've seen a little clip of this from the trailer, and we're like, oh, shit, they're going to actually do it, you know, because... Last time we saw Harvey Dent or, or first time we saw Harvey Dent was Billy D. Williams and Billy D. never got turned you know and so it's like now we're seeing it we're doing all this I believe in Harvey Dent holy shit they're doing the Maroni trial this is actually gonna happen he's gonna get the acid splash and so permission to treat the witnesses hostile I'll show you hostile reach into the jacket and everyone in the theater is collectively like <gasps> and pulls a gun And the gun is jammed. And it was just such a fucking great, like, nope, we're going to make you wait. I loved it. I fucking loved it.
0: As you were describing that, though, for whatever reason, all I can picture in my head is Christian Bale in full Batman outfit. (laughs) Getting getting ready to jump over the benches. Like Val Kilmer? Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Okay, we're good.
1: Oh, it's it's just a gun.
0: I thought the same thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man, I fucking love that scene. Because again, like, right around this time, I had just read Long Halloween and was like, oh my God, this is what they're basing it off of? Like, fuck yeah, I'm just on the edge of my seat when that shit happens. And to this day, every time I watch it, I find it satisfying the way that they give you that suspense that is uh, so easily diffused.
2: It makes him look like a badass, too. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's easy to to think that law is... Boring, and the practice of law must be boring, and the courtroom isn't like a particularly exciting place or something. But this is a movie, and it's a superhero story. But that just makes him look like he's not just a dude tackling some stuff. He's down to be active. This dude could defend himself. He's a man of
0: action. Uh, Disassemble a gun in an instant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's willing to take risks. He's not afraid of danger. It, it makes him. Yeah, it just makes him look like a badass.
1: Well, which is very Harvey Dent, but it also. Sets up what he's capable of if he were to turn.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do a good job throughout this whole movie with instances like that. Of it's not just like something bad happened to him, and now all of a sudden he's the fucking toughest guy in the world, and he can take on anyone. Yeah, yeah. He already had that there. He just wasn't a bad person. Or yes, not completely a bad person yet. Took a series of shitty events to really get it out of him. One bad day. Like, yeah, it's like a, this movie is the long Halloween and the Killing Joke. And a bunch of other things all kind of rolled into one without mm-hmm. being boring for someone who's read all those things.
1: Well, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. thing is it's it's very true to those, but it's telling its own story. Dent then has this great exchange with Gordon uh, when <laughs> we first see them meet, right? And they're kind of giving each other shit, and they're not trusting each other fully, and, you know, you have that great joke of the, like, so you want me to give you warrants for all five of these banks and you're not going to tell me anything about what's going on he's like i can give you the names of the banks you know and and just like that's all they'll do but he says i don't like that you've got your own special unit and that it's full of cops i investigated at eternal affairs and so again that is setting up the exact thing that does him in in the end is that he does trust gordon enough to compromise his own instincts and that's what betrays him.
2: Hmm. I love Oldman's delivery in that scene. And I love that there's no chair for him to sit on in <laughs> Dent's office. It is not, it's not inviting at all.
1: I didn't even notice that. That's funny.
2: Yeah, his office looks like a person who's just steeped in cases you know like if you work everywhere exactly if somebody else who was a really established lawyer had their own firm or whatever it was instead it would be a cleaner office and it would certainly look like they were doing work but then there would be placards on the wall and and degrees and things like that but his is just full of file boxes like he is actively nuts deep in two dozen cases or something like that Uh, and, and it's really made for him there's it's, there's no room for visitors so yeah if if you watch the scene then Gordon goes in there and he's kind of like awkwardly standing and like looking for a place that he should sit I can't remember if he ends up pulling a box or, a, or something but he ends up sitting on something that's not intended to sit on
1: that's funny I'll look for that uh, so then we get Joker's big dialogue entrance and this is just Ledger chewing the scenery and I mean, I just get so excited to this day watching that scene where Lau is on a video conference with all the mob bosses, you know, and he comes in, he does the pencil trick or whatever, and it's just... The whole
0: audience in the theater was like, oh! oh." Dude, that is so cool.
1: That whole scene is just legendary, you know? I think as the movie progresses, there's so many crazier things that happen, but in terms of just introducing your character that you've only given a little taste of Mm -hmm. oh my god i mean (laughs) it's like they're just scooping up big helpings like here you go oh you want some more joker oh here's some joker you're gonna get some joker
2: i love too that they're not meeting in some shadowy warehouse and so your first full-blown visual introduction to joker is partially shadowed and they don't draw it out even more. You know, they're meeting in like the back of a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. Yep. But it's it's like full on halogen lights and you can see every portion of it. It's just boom, there's this dude and I love thinking that really attempting to embrace the reality of those of what they're trying to show us. Obviously in a room full of actors it wouldn't be hard for you to act confident because why wouldn't you be confident? You're not in any kind of danger. But to imagine the kind of nuts that it would take, or the kind of mental state, I guess,
0: that it would take to, to, to walk into <laughs> tell a me about room, these nuts, please. Describe yeah, these to, nuts. What? Did your
1: balls drop off?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay.
1: I hate that line.
2: Yeah, not nuts. Confidence that it would take to walk in to that room of dudes and. Not only just not be sketched out, but actually to to call the shots every step of the way. Yeah,
1: they're not control. used to being spoken yeah. to like that. No one steps yeah. to them like that.
2: Exactly.
1: And the fact that he just pulls up, sits down, and just like, oh, you want to know? You bought it, you know? And just like yeah. rubbing uh, it in their fucking faces, and like, sure. what are you going to do about it? I have all your money, and the way that he pretends to forget Gamble's name you know uh-huh. the little what uh, Gamble's grandmother uh-huh. won't be able to get it you know whatever and just like uh, th- just the whole like way he plays that scene is so fucking brilliant and not just because he's fucking dead I'm saying like, it just is an exciting scene to watch and there's no question why he gets an Oscar for playing a comic book character when you see shit like this I mean when they're like see a guy like me and they're like a freak and the way he kind of, like, no, has a no. little twitch, a tick, and he's like, I'm I'm not. It's just so deep. Again, like you said, the brilliance, but also the balls, but also uh-huh. the crazy. You know, it's just got, like, uh-huh. it's, it's a real character.
2: And it's a funny place, too, because what's the real line? And what's the difference between confidence and not having anything to lose? Because they look a lot like the same thing. Yeah. Re- regardless, he's not nervous, but... It's one of the two, or maybe they're the same thing. I don't know. And the pencil thing to me is just so dope. The first time you see it, or oh, every time you see it, it's just fucking awesome. But also just the symbolism of it. Anyways, you know, dude's like, you, huge bodyguard guy, go get that guy. Yep. Shit biscuits, he killed him with a pencil. Nobody else messed with him after this.
0: You and know,
1: like he's unarmed.
0: Yeah, he instantly, well, aside from all those grenades... Well, well, yeah, Yeah. but you don't know that. He gives gives them all a moment to pause to reassess what they're about to do.
1: Yeah, he walks ah, into that that room and takes down the bodyguard of of the top mob boss with two hands and a pencil, right? Okay. <laughs> so, like we've talked about Nobody before, doesn't. I don't like Joker being like a big buff fighting guy who could take on Batman. That's and we've, the
0: only Joker I like.
1: And we've seen Shh. that he, shut up. We've seen that he can't do that, or that's not his forte, but we do see Shh. that he's fucking dangerous, and I like Extremely that.
0: Extremely
1: fast. Yes.
2: He's wicked, he's wicked with a number two lead pencil. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck with that. I also love the way that he speaks the loud and to, to the point where he just has to shut his television off. Like, like the way he outs him in front of all the
0: guys. Like, I know who's a squealer and that guy. Yeah. You could do what the television says or, yeah. have, yeah. <laughs> or he refers to him as the television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't know his name. But this is another one of the scenes. And to me, it's a gradual progression for like the first third of the movie where, again, there's that kind of corniness it especially What are you in, talking no, about? No, and it's not the scene but it's like it's those characters. There's like the Russian mob guy and his Russian mob accent and just all that it's a little corny to me. But
1: so Russian mobsters should have American accents then? Is that what you're saying? No, it's like it's the
0: quality of the accent.
1: He should but, sound like he's from uh, Detroit.
0: Have you ever played Grand Theft Auto 4? That's probably one of the best no. Eastern European accents ever. <laughs> So that's what it should have been. should <laughs> probably, probably hire some actual Russians to play yeah, the Russians. And be like, oh, my cousin the Joker, he's here. Oh. That's the the Joker.
1: They should have got Allison Breed to play Zoya the Destroyer.
0: Yeah, that would have done it. No, all I need to say is
1: No, you don't get to say.
0: I get to say whatever I want. This is my part. It's corny. Now. It's all corny. It's fucking corny. <laughs> but it stands in such contrast to him, to Heath Ledger. For me, that's where that corniness that I keep talking about. It's all I don't know if it's intentional or I don't know if maybe in your mind I'm just making this up. But <laughs> it seems like it exists to reinforce the tone of this movie. Where it's like Batman and Batman's the hero and he's taking down the mob and he's doing this. And Heath Ledger as the Joker is just this constant kind of like, you know, you think things are getting better. You, you think you're making a difference, but everything is only going to get worse. And it's just going to get worse and worse. And you don't know me. You don't understand me.
1: It's like life itself.
0: <laughs> kind of. Kind of <laughs> But so that's when I say the corniness stuff, it works to the advantage of the movie and it could just be the strength of his performance, but it just emphasizes that character in relation to all these just mob guys doing mob stuff, trying to take down the Batman. And even all like the conflicts that Batman is having in this first part of the movie, compared to where the movie goes, which we'll talk about later. Each scene with him peels away that corniness until we get to a point later where it's just like, it's not that anymore. Mm. The other thing I like too is because you're seeing Joker
2: full-blown for the first time is all the things that Ledger added to the character as far as those ticks and stuff. Yeah, concerned. the facial why, stuff. Why is he licking his lips all the time? And, and all these things that you would have never got any kind of impression of as the Joker just through reading comics. Big old smile. He's got the makeup. He's a giggler. That's kind of it. You know, but what if his eye twitched all the time, or what if he had like a you know funny ticks or the lips or something like that? All these things that he added that I would have never thought before. They just I don't know what it is. But I don't know even really know what it hints to. But all these things that I've never thought of that could be a part of that character's persona that all of a sudden
1: are there. And that's one of the great things about the Joker in this movie is it's sort of like the killing joke in that whole. I prefer it to be multiple choice you know yeah. there's no identification there's nothing in his pockets but knives and lint and repeatedly do you know how i got these scars you know and he, he makes up different versions of his past and so you really don't know and you know you've seen some people speculate that like he was uh, a war veteran who has like severe ptsd or like whatever like you just don't know
0: no he was oh. just like a, a guy with like social anxiety who uh <laughs> who, you know, went nuts, and then he shot uh, Robert De Niro, or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't to, I don't sort know of know. <laughs> It's not any of those things you're saying. Lauren just told me about that soldier PTSD
2: theory the other day when we're on a bike ride, and I think that that is freaking awesome for, like, many, many, many reasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of valid points to it. His use of all kinds of different weaponry, he's got hand-to-hand skills, He's obviously got obviously got PTSD. Yeah, the strategy involved. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that could be said about that. Master of
2: disguise, he (laughs) could work at a hospital and you'd never know it.
1: I thought you meant when he was undercover as like the cop in his dress blues, you know?
0: No, where he's a lady nurse. Gotcha. Yeah, he knew he knew to wipe the face paint off. He's like (laughs) a smart (laughs) guy. If I wear this face paint, they'll know it's me. But if I (laughs) just wipe it off, (laughs) (laughs) but even the the backstory lines. Like if he just said it the one time, and he was like, "You know how I got these scars?" and he did the whole thing. Like it's it's awesome, but if he just did it the one time, it's a little corny. But the fact that it's just like made up or a lie or a different thing, <laughs> he's shaking his. I'm not on board. I'm not on board. Yeah, he for the see, audience. He's so upset at me. Yeah, he's freaking out. He's smashing. I'm not sucking this
2: movie's dick. <laughs> he's smashing the Batcave right now. He's throwing his hands up. <laughs> but it's that's that's like, that's, is on the
1: that's line, that's borderline. Edge Lord Joker stuff there a little bit, but the <gasps> fact that it's just holy made shit up,
0: that it's each time it's different and it's just like oh, you guys a weird farce. You
1: guys playing bingo at home? We got you want to get <laughs> yes, nuts? We got, nuts. <laughs> we got Edge Lord Joker.
0: Can make a Batman bingo?
2: They didn't the switch AD names actually. this time. That fan Brand Bingo.
1: <laughs> What's my thing?
0: Being angry at us. <laughs>
1: Con- just yeah. just disapproval in general
0: yeah overall your thing is uh, smart planning good direction focus and anger oh wow thanks you keep this thing on the rails because if it wasn't for you we would just be talking about anime so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
0: you keep it on the subject otherwise we would just be talking
1: so these black and white backwards books um, let me tell you
0: talking about manga just in case anyone didn't get that, <laughs> 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 that alright so <laughs> I want to find something sometime that you may actually read I don't know what that would be there's a Batman manga from
2: the 60s I know but it, you know Ben it can't be Batman
1: yeah then I'd read it so then we have this <laughs> awesome you're, you're a
2: ridiculous you're ridiculous <laughs> human
1: being oh I'm sorry I like what I like
0: that's not okay that's all
2: there's, turns out there's other cool things though <laughs>
1: That's hilarious because it's like me making fun of you movie-wise, you know? I'm like, oh, have you seen this great drama? And you're like, Pfft, does it have crazy colors? Where's the neon? Yeah. Yes, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so in that scene, the television, Lau, mentions that he took 68 million of their money to Hong Kong and put it in hiding. That way they couldn't leverage any one of them to get information and take down everybody, which is exactly what we do a few minutes later. Batman goes to Hong Kong to get him. Incredible scene. It's up there on the skyscraper. He's got those fucking little weird adhesive jelly timer bombs. And we get this just fantastic fucking Batman diehard in the skyscraper scene where he then extracts him by a moving plane which we sort of see like
0: the fulton recovery system
1: it's sort of like what we see in the beginning of dark knight rises you know with some crazy real shit going on in a plane i don't know how much of that was faked but my god it really in
0: terms of like actual using a plane for the stunts versus cg
1: yeah because in the third one they did that shit with the hanging plane and Uh like the imax cameras and all that shit because i remember before it came out they did repeated featurettes like you'd go to see a movie and you'd get like the behind the scenes of making this fucking plane thing from the dark knight rises coming soon you know so yeah just watching this after that made me wonder like damn did they really do this shit too (laughs) like it's fucking crazy.
0: Well, I only know it from Metal Gear Solid, but that's one of those Metal Gear games, but they call it that Fulton recovery thing where you have that idea there's like a little mini parachute and a latch and then a plane comes and picks you up. So unless video games lied to me, I think that's sort of a
1: real thing. (laughs) That would never happen.
2: And I don't think that the whole building sonar was a real thing, but possibly other portions of it were. Like a
1: submarine. Yeah, I know. Fuck you, Ben.
0: That technology doesn't exist. I I will say with the criticism, because I... Say, like, this Batman is not smart enough. But I forgot, I've made that criticism before, and I realized that I was wrong before, also. And then I guess I forgot that I was wrong. Because he totally, to jump ahead, it's just small, he, he knows that stuff. He figures it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, the more that you backpedal and agree with me, the happier I'll be. So take your time.
0: Only on that one line of this corny, stupid movie. <laughs> yeah, you want to know what I think is corny? <laughs> yeah. I only watch movies about wars and, uh, real history documentaries let me tell you story. I
1: also fucking don't like those Metallica guys either okay you know just start coming for everything you like
0: Alfred
2: seems to be so bummed that he's left on the boat with like all the ballerinas and stuff
1: <coughs> oh I love he, that shit he seems
2: so ticked off I'm like what's the big deal dude
1: what are you talking about he's kidding he's like you could tell the Russians to apply their own bloody suntan lotion you know <laughs> Then, t- then he's like, yeah. roll over, come on, let's do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that makes <laughs> I, sense. My, I, I took it literally. It's
0: a little creepy, SPA, actually. Like this has no interest to me.
2: Like, I would rather stitch my <laughs>
0: millionaire <laughs> roommates back than the <laughs> <last laughs> hot Russian babe. Oh That's another scene that my dad woke up in. Yeah, but he woke up when they're on the boat. Wow, that's the life I'd like to live. <laughs> ah, to sleep. like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought he'd like this movie because so much of this movie is a James Bond movie. And I'm like, oh, he's going to love this. And he just wasn't have James guys, Bond enough? I don't know. Have you seen the In Light Flint movies before? No. I haven't. Oh, it's like...
1: So your reference is lost on us, but... Evan. Oh,
2: that's the same. You should watch it. It's awesome. It's like James Bond. I think there's only three movies, but if it's almost like if James Bond was more like Austin Powers without being like a silly spoof comedy, like Mm. he's that much
1: of a sex pot. It's just like incredibly swanky. It's really cool. I like Archer.
2: Yes. I love Archer. I love Risky Dingo. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, I almost forgot that in the middle of this whole, uh, Lau leaving and Batman going to get him that we have this scene with Dent and Gordon on the roof with the mm. bat signal, and Batman shows up, and it's very Tim Sale, you know, that whole scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like him disappearing, and like, oh, he does that, and like that. That's just straight from the books.
0: For sure. We've also had, at this point, have the dinner with Bruce, the ballerina. It's, yeah. it's prior to that. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. R- that's right in there, too.
0: Yeah, that's just a really nice scene because that's the first little hint you get of Bruce Wayne being like, oh, maybe I don't have to be Batman anymore. And the the only good version of that in any of these movies because it's not like that lady's hot this crime fighting stuff is stupid I don't want to do this anymore it's like an actual like someone else can do this job better than I can and I don't have to do it
1: although the love part is still mixed in there because later there's that whole like don't make me your one hope for a normal life yeah
0: but that relationship was built on and it's developed throughout these movies and like you it's not just like new pretty lady
1: (laughs) yeah I like that you brought that up, though, because... I
0: like you.
2: Just
1: Yeah, I like you in general uh, more than Evan, and I just... (laughs) This week, one of my friends posted on uh, Facebook, she shared this link, spitting some hot take on Batman, like, you know, Batman, really? You know, and it's just like some person Sorry, who thought...
2: in front of me calling this movie corny? No, no. Is that, that, that is what you sound like. That's a pretty good Ben impression. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but it was just like, that's just how I read it, you know? It's just like so like yeah. snarky and just like... So
0: pompous. Oh, well, the- what was their conclusion? <laughs> what would Batman really do?
1: It was a very current leftist systemic yeah. mm. issues kind of talking about a person with his wealth and resources and like, but he's out there beating up poor people and blah, blah, blah. And if he was really trying to Turn things around, then he would look at, you know, and I'm like, bitch, name one Batman story that isn't about police corruption or that isn't about, you know. And one thing that I pointed out because a lot of his feedback seemed to be based on seeing these movies only uh, was like the whole point of The Dark Knight is that, oh, I have inspired people. Now I have a real shot at making systemic, lasting change with Harvey Dent and james gordon who are going to actually fix their little corner of this system and i can retire and not do this shit because they were talking about him on some like dirty hairy shit like well his only power really is that he can be worse than the police with no consequences and i'm like you fucking are missing the whole shit here because he doesn't want to be doing this And he's finding channels that can actually address these issues long term. And that's why the Joker says, you don't think I'd risk a fight for Gotham's soul in a fist fight with you. And he takes out Harvey. That's the key. He is the white knight in this story. Repeatedly over the head, they beat you with this idea. So shut up. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, and also just fundamentally, I mean, one of the whole benefits of having Batman be a millionaire and then now a billionaire is that he gets to be doing all those things. Like, I'm sure he's donating to, like, a million charities and starting funds, and he's working within the channels and all this stuff. But the idea is that the things he's trying to confront, the challenges he's trying to confront, won't be solved that way because they're so ingrained, and they are so powerful that they can't just be fought that way. It takes him using extrajudicial violence. And obviously that's, again, like I said before, where, like, every person loves superheroes because they can just paste whatever their thing is on them and go like yeah a guy who breaks the rules but for the right reasons the reasons i like yeah but that is the fun of it, it is fantasy and i just don't jive and that's a stupid thing to say i don't go along with it. <laughs> i don't <laughs> <I just>, shit <laughs> I, <see> <laughs> <laughs> I just don't that that argument doesn't work because he does all that stuff too that's why the character is great because he he does everything that you wish a billionaire did and then more He goes out and physically fights the poor people who actually are evil and terrible, in addition to the rich people who are evil and terrible.
1: Yeah, He he doesn't kill
0: any of them except for Harvey Dent in this movie.
1: My inclination was to say, oh, well, fucking read White Knight, okay? like That talks all about the negative side of the shit that he's done and what his war on crime really costs and what it actually fixes, right? But I thought, no, because the actually biggest most ubiquitous thing that everyone knows is this movie and it's all right there it's just all there
0: just think about it differently
1: or just you same know with, listen to the do, words
0: like Vulcan mind with them. are you familiar with the Vulcan mind mode from <laughs> the star trek series and films where you can just exchange your mind with someone else's temporarily or the uh, dark crystal where the gufflings do the same thing yeah yeah you, did you bring either of those
2: it's kind of like dream person? sharing or something or
1: or you could just actually listen to the words the characters say, and then you'll know what's happening.
2: Uh, you got to go with the mind belt, man. You go. <laughs> That's the only way. Uh, Sam, if there's any reason that I want you to watch anime or read manga, is because every character with glasses does this like two finger glass push up, yeah. And I really think that that would aid in your like depiction of these like pompous characters that you're. Well, really, like, uh, no, actually. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Nobody else can see it, but it, it really drives it home. So uh, I'm going to recommend a couple black and white backwards books to you with char- <laughs> characters with glasses, so you can learn some stuff.
1: Okay, good to know. I don't know how much of this we really need to. I mean, it's there's a lot of script in this movie. It's a long movie, so I don't know how much shit we really need to go through. We already talked about the where I got these scars, so. We have the whole Joker faked his death, delivered his body to gamble, and that crazy, like, we're going to have tryouts, and makes the goons literally fight to the death like to a then...
2: Stick. A broken pool yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: to that's... then join the gang, like, fucking Jesus.
2: Um, yeah, that's gnarly. My notes kind of skip
0: ahead to the semi-in-the-tunnel scene. We, we have a couple attempts on people's lives, people actually... To kill the judge.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have four One of the bat
0: guys, like the bat vigilantes is strung up.
1: So five hundred and forty nine I don't know if it's people or, or charges tried at once. Judge Cirillo has the Joker card fall out of her uh briefing there, the court documents, whatever it is, and then they find out that there's DNA on there of Commissioner Loeb. I don't understand why his glass is smoking afterward, but
0: it's like slow acting acid. It I takes think- a couple minutes. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but
2: also, like, liquid nitrogen has, like, a fog. So it it could be that. Maybe somehow it, like, froze his... No,
1: it's nitrous oxide.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's just
0: having the best time. He's not dead. He's fucking partying. it. (laughs) I need you to...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Callbacks, okay? I
0: think it's supposed to be acid.
1: Callbacks. Very
0: extreme It's the
2: biggest whippet that anybody's ever taken.
1: But he pours it out (laughs) of a bottle, (laughs) and it looks normal. acid Acid, and it doesn't melt the glass. Not yeah. all acids eat all things.
2: Well, half- not halfway. all liquid nitrogens <laughs> freeze all things.
1: Yeah, anyway, that happens, and then the judge gets but blown it, up. That's um, another
0: like, nitpicky plot hole thing. Like, if they're going to put her in protective custody, they would have used a different vehicle or immediately checked her vehicle. They wouldn't be like, you got to go to a safe place, get in your car that's been sitting out here for the past three days, and go from drive an unknown <laughs> in-
2: <laughs> We got a message from an unknown informant. get out of here right now. <laughs>
1: Well, they sort of do that with Barbara Gordon, though, at the end, where they have Ramirez call her and say, I called away your protective detail. They can't be trusted. You know, and so this idea that everything is so corrupt on so many levels that you kind of don't know what to trust. I don't know. I think that that is driven home enough that the way all that plays out is very believable
2: yeah, anything could seem legit and
1: not be legit. One thing that we absolutely have to talk about, Ledger's self-directed scenes with the handheld camera.
0: Oh, my
1: God. Just fucking terrifying, man. Like that first one where he gives you the uh, ultimatum. You know, Brian or whoever wearing hockey, hockey pads, pads. Hockey you know? pad Batman. Yeah, first of all, that's a great fucking... <laughs> Cut scare when they're yeah. in the mayor's office, but um,
0: it's so also very a call back to Dark Victory, all the people being hung as uh, hung. oh yeah, of intimidation. yeah, okay, yeah, yep,
1: totally, gotcha. and wow, then
0: man,
2: wow.
1: he the uh, future, I mean, because we haven't talked about it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whoa. but the book was written before, so uh, technically,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. man, I can't tell it is Easter it, egg. They're talking about the mayor it's the mayor in that part, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that dude just if he wears.
0: Well, like eyeliner, or no. if he has the thickest under eyelashes. But <laughs> he was in Lost too, and he says people always ask him, and he's like, "That's just my eyes."
1: Yeah, I That's googled all- it because I saw him in something else, and I thought, "Damn, is Mayor Garcetti wear a fucking eyeliner now?" And then I like googled so it. Emo. I was like, nope, he just looks that way.
2: That's also how Sean Murphy draws all of his characters. They always have <laughs> the thickest, full, full around eyelashes.
1: I mean he just loves this movie. Yeah. But this scene was very Nicholson. You have the whole, like, if Batman takes off his mask, reveals himself, then the killing will stop, right? And that whole, like, I'm a man of my word. You know, like, if you don't do it, I'll start killing people right now. And he kills the guy. So then, if you think back to the original, when Jack wipes the screen, you know, he's like, I have taken off my makeup. Let's see if you can take off yours. And so... I just like that because, obviously, we said before, there are some minor nods to Burton, even though trying to do a totally new thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I just really like the similarity in that because it's sort of, again, the main catalyst for the big showdown of the movie. It's very, very similar, but it's done in a totally fresh way.
2: I love that part for multiple reasons. That's the most fluctuating and inconsistent Joker looks in, like, a couple minutes in the entire movie.
0: And voices. Oh,
2: my God. Look at me! Yeah, exactly. It feels
0: like you're watching Silence of the Lambs for a minute or something. Totally. It's upsetting. Yeah. That part at the end, that's the scariest
2: he sounds in the whole movie. The fact that it cuts out with the dude screaming. You don't see anything, so you have no idea what he's doing to him. But whatever it is, it's terrible. Him slapping the dude and then shaking him and then being, you know, like... All of that stuff. I just stuff. want to see you. Yeah, like he, he, he seems like happy and he's like having fun in that part. And it,
1: but the, that, oh, because oh, the most... then why do you dress like him? You know, that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah all of that stuff. That, that is... he shows us we don't have to be afraid of you.
1: God. Oh, but you do, Brian. You really do.
2: <laughs> Fuck. That's the best part. I shoot. didn't
1: know I had a ledger impression, but I've been doing it this whole time. <laughs> Uh, it just gets me give, so excited
0: give me some lip licking please
1: yeah. thank you I appreciate that yeah. one thing that's great about before Joker shows up in the penthouse fundraiser there's this brilliant line with Dent and Alfred when he's like oh I've heard a lot about you so you've known Rachel her whole life oh not yet sir <laughs>
0: that's a, that's wow another moment my dad woke up and he's like that's a good line.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic. That's the best dad joke.
1: Well, and it's funny because it plays off as just a dumb joke, but, like, boy, is it true. Yeah, yeah, And, again, like, that's not something you notice maybe the first couple times you watch it, but then, like, oh, God, that's a, that's a dark joke.
2: That's sad. I just thought it was a funny dad joke.
1: Yeah, it, it's supposed to be, but, wow.
0: He has known her her whole
2: life.
1: And then the other thing that's great is um, Bruce in Plain Clothes... Walking down the hall, you know, there's like, oh, he's got a safe room, and then, you know, like, oh, fucking rich guys. But uh, uh that,
3: that scene is hilarious. But someone comes up,
1: <laughs> someone comes up to him them. with a shotgun, one of the Joker goons. And he's like, hands up, pretty boy, and it's just like, bam, bam, gun in pieces as as he's walking by. He doesn't even stop walking to take yeah. out this goon.
0: And love just it. Assemble it with his eyes closed. Yeah, again, the out of costume martial arts in all three of these films completely makes up for anything wrong with the in costume stuff yeah you believe that guy could do that stuff
1: so effortless Bale could do that oh yeah
2: i also love that scene because just like batman begins where he acts like he's intoxicated in that one party to kick the people out i love him playing like a billionaire schlub yep. when he's given the whole speech to like his other rich buddies just the thought of like and a it's not An actor switching characters, but an actor switching, like, characteristics of an actor.
1: Yeah, he puts on this arrogance.
2: Yeah. He condescends to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, his version of that, like, high society person and what that sounds like is cool. And also just the fact that it's not even him as Bruce Wayne. That's what he has to pull out to blend with these people. Mm. It's freaking cool.
1: Well, and Rachel even addresses that too, like, they might not know you well enough to know when you're making fun of him, but like, I yeah. do, and he's I, like, yeah. none of this matters. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. like,
1: don't listen I to me. I just him.
0: want to quit this and be with you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> f- fucking Batman. This is all weird for me. Batman's <laughs> <laughs> cool. I like him. He's a good guy. I want him to be the boss.
1: Now, I, I, this has been years since I heard this, read this, I don't remember if it was a behind the scenes video or, or what, but... I remember Michael Kane saying that... Michael Caine saying that he was... <laughs> T-
2: um, There's d- only two types of people in the world that I hate. Those that are intolerant of other people's cultures...
1: And, and the, the Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> yes, But uh, I just remember hearing him say that it was his first scene with Ledger. It might have been his only scene with Ledger. I'm not sure. And that when he came off the elevator, he was actually so shocked that he forgot his lines. Huh. Michael Caine forgot his lines when faced <laughs> the with the Joker. For the last 80 years, yeah, so. for the first time. <laughs> cool. And I just thought that was so great. You know, we've seen Bruce is already being proactive knowing something's going to go down. But there's no suit-up montage. There's none of this. There's just this really intense scene by a brilliant Maggie Gyllenhaal right up in his face. And then it's on. Again, sequel shit. No pretense. We've seen it happen, and now it's yeah. just, bam, right into it. I fucking love the, it. Uh,
0: the moment when Rachel and Harvey are talking in the hallway, and then Bruce just like runs up behind him and <laughs> chokes him out and goes away. That's another <laughs> one where my dad was awake for that, and he's like, oh, does she know he's Batman? Like, <laughs> yeah, because that scene would play differently if she didn't know he was That's Batman. True. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. up and him. Yeah, I'm confused. I don't get it.
1: Oh, I man. think
2: that part is funny because the bar on the door only keeps Harvey where he is. But if Joker and the goons actually did take everything over, and they were looking
3: for Harvey, the room with the bar on the door would be a pretty obvious place to start.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. Because
2: from the outside it does nothing. You just remove the bar and you open the door.
1: Yeah.
0: No, he put a bar on the other side too. As he left, he like Uh-oh. oh, I got it. Hey, Harvey, I'm trapping you here, but also trap yourself from your
2: side. Hey, could does you put
0: Bruce? Is that you?
1: Could you put the broom handle on your side too?
2: I love not knowing the kind of nuances that may exist in script, either verbally or in action. And when you have the part where Ledger has Maggie and he's like holding her face in the knife, she like squirms initially before she settles and stuff. And it makes me wonder if, do you just grab her or was that her like... fighting this and so he's reacting oh yeah and so he stays with her and struggles more to contain her and stuff like how much of that is them and how much of that is called for
1: yeah i mean i i just thought that that whole thing plays out great because she steps in the line of fire you know she acts like kind of the human shield in this case and Yet, when confronted with him, is so just like chilled to the bone. Mm-hmm. But it shows such a strength in character that we saw in the first one, you know, when she stands up to Crane. You know, but this is just such a deeper portrayal of that.
2: For sure. Like, I didn't know he would be so stinky when he got close to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must smell really bad.
1: He probably does. Have you seen those teeth?
3: Oh,
2: his, his hair isn't green because it's dyed. That's like algae.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's white guy dreads. he's
2: from a big city, so where does algae come from? That's terrifying to think
1: about. We have this great kind of killing joke monologue, you know, about his wife's disfigurement and all this shit, and then the whole, like, very poor choice of words, and once again, fucking, it's kind of like the, the fall onto the van in the beginning. Just this crazy fucking Batman shit. No grappling hook just takes it in the back. How the fuck are they not both dead after that shit?
0: I was glad my dad was asleep for that, because I think if he was awake, he'd be like, that doesn't make sense. Both be dead, or something like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that joke was hilarious, but that is not realistic. Thanks, Dad. Go back to sleep.
1: Actually, one of my favorite jokes in the movie is just a dumb Harvey Dent line that comes right after this, where he walks into uh, Major Crimes Holding, and says, so where do you keep your trash? <laughs> and Lau is just right there like, thanks. <laughs> but I just love that Lau doesn't know that Dent was necessarily there in his first interrogation. But he's like, I'm going to take you over to county. How long do you calculate you'll last in there? You know, like flipping the script on him because he's sort of making a joke on it. But he's also like, I was there before. I know how you talk.
0: Well, I just the way you try and intimidate people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because he was... Lau was trying to uh, act pretty cool, calm, collected in the first interrogation against Maggie, you know, or against Rachel. Because, uh, you know, he's like, immunity and a chartered plane back to Hong Kong, you know? Like, I'm very good with calculations. I'm blah, 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 you know? And so now he's fucking looking all disheveled and sad and Dent's flipping the script on him. I just thought it was kind of funny. For
0: sure. And at this point, is Gordon presumed
1: dead. No. No, not yet. So
0: the the attack on the mayor hasn't happened yet? Not quite yet. The movie's eight hours long. I forget. Yeah, it is. Well,
1: so right before this... This is 20
0: minutes. We're 20 (laughs) minutes into the movie. Yeah.
1: Right before that happens, we get Michael Caine's monologue about the... Some men just want to watch the world burn. And then we have...
2: He quotes the Jungle Book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's the Mowgli monologue and then...
2: (laughs)
0: I think of it as the Tangerine monologue, but whatever, we each have our own Well, life. yeah, you, you did James that the on the last episode. <laughs> as big as a gigantic <laughs> banana. <laughs> <laughs> a what?
1: I saved your, uh, your Tangerine line reading for the, the very end of the Batman Begins episode. So oh. people will have enjoyed that already. <laughs> um. So, yeah, as we're building up to that with Loeb's Funeral we get this awesome scene with Coleman Reese and Lucius Fox. And again, comes in so cocky with the whole like, oh, don't tell me you didn't recognize your baby pancaking cop cars, you know, and just like super condescending. And Morgan Freeman does not panic. He sits back and is like, let me get this straight. You think that your client one of the richest, most powerful men in the world spends his nights, moonlighting as a vigilante who beats criminals with his bare or to a pulp with his bare hands. And you intend to blackmail this person?
2: Like yeah, fuck, that, yeah. That's one of the best lines. Yeah, the that's, oh. said, that's that's on my pros list. That is such a good short scene.
1: Like, oh my god, fucking Morgan Freeman that's a, that's is a, really a scene nicely stealer. nicely
0: woven in subplot. because how that ties in later with again another uh, holding the city hostage if they don't take him out like that could have just been a throwaway thing and then we never see that guy again Yeah. so to have that be just an awesome scene on its own but then woven into a later act of the movie just
1: excellent and honestly I just always like a good secret identity threat in a Batman story I think sometimes it's too easily revealed like Vicky Vale or something like that and so I like you know, we've talked about before, like, well, fucking Frank Miller, bad man, you'd see him from across the street and go, oh, shit, is, is, that, is that that guy that kicked my ass last week in the alley, you know? Or you see him on TV and go, hey, oh, shit.
2: the most cellulite that I've ever seen before.
1: Like, his shoulders are, like, full-on legs. They're just this wide, you know? It's um,
2: like Lumpy Space Princess from Adventure Time.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, I like anything that still touches on the world around him being suspicious.
2: Also love the not-team kind of a team action with Fox too, or thinking just about like the background logistics mm-hmm. covering Batman's tail all the time. Cause that's that really is some daily basis behind the scenes kind of stuff. But it is dope that Lucius has his back that much because we get to see that. But will Bruce ever know about that? Is Lucius going to be like, Oh man, I covered for you so hard. You can be
0: raised today. Well, yeah. We didn't see it, but he must've told him cause he gives him in that later scene. Bruce, when he sees him get out of the car after he saves him, Bruce gives him like a little tip of the fedora to let him know
1: it Yeah. Top of the
2: morning! Uh, uh, I got your back. <laughs>
1: I know you know who I am. I just read a, a recent issue of Detective Comics, and I know that they had at some point recently killed Alfred, and there was a big controversy over that. I didn't read it. It was in Tom King's run, and... We see Lucius at the end in the sonar shit, and he's actually being put in more of like an Alfred role of like, you're an active participant now in my shit. And in this comic I read the other day, it very much seemed like Lucius had become his Alfred or his Oracle or his, you know, his guy in a chair, as they say in Spider-Man, you know, I thought that that was interesting. I'm not sure if that's actually his role right now, but... From the one issue that I read, it seemed very much like that.
2: In a lot of ways, he would be far better suited for the technical aspect than yeah, Alfred would. True, but if Alfred is generally like a housekeeper and kind of a bat cave helper, Lucius kind of would. Medic yeah, exactly. Lucas would be all the tech stuff and not so
0: good at cleaning the house. <laughs> I also thought you have Morgan Freeman in your movie. You're going to want to utilize him as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. Even if your cool. movie's eight hours long and it's already not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: again, <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's skim ahead a little bit. We've got Loeb's funeral. Undercover Joker takes a shot and uh, uh, Gordon takes the bullet. We get this great shot where uh, Dent captures one of the dudes, but the dude's name tag says Rachel Dawes. And he was like, oh shit, he wanted this guy to get caught. He's the next hint.
2: That's um, also kind of one of the first places that Dent's rage starts to show. I think uh, he, yeah. he really starts to seem angry there.
1: Yeah, and then we see um, that Barbara gets the op- the opposite. Holy <laughs>
0: Christ!
1: Someone go to the ocean for a second. That wow! My
0: shirt this time. I have good headphones. Okay. Or did you just open a bag of Funyuns and <laughs> crush them all into the microphone? <laughs> it's a drink.
1: So yeah, after that we get that scene where Barbara gets the two officers at her door and gives her the bad news. And at this point, you're like, yeah, they're going to get a divorce. That's about the worst thing you could ever do to a spouse.
2: It's like Ashton Kutcher. Uh, it's like some punked action. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, got you, man. <laughs> Look right over there. Yeah, that's a camera. That's a camera.
1: <laughs> and then this fucking great scene where Again, Gordon is quote-unquote dead, and so all the rest of the cops in the bullpen are standing around the bat signal. They're like, he's not going to come talk to us. Then we get this, God help whoever he does want to talk to. And maybe my favorite in the trilogy of him in costume beating motherfuckers up is on the catwalk in the club that Maroney's at. Got the fucking like techno and the lasers and all the shit in the background, and yet you can still hear those punches over the music. Like, That's good mixing right
2: there. But
1: he looks so fucking pissed off. That's just why I love it.
2: That made me think of the Matrix movies for the first time. Maybe the collateral. Is that a Tom good Cruise. one? Is, is
0: that a movie that you just made up? That you? No, it's another Michael Mann movie.
1: Jamie Flash. Fox, right?
0: Yeah, and there's a scene where Tom Cruise is like the bad guy, vicious assassin, is crossing a dance floor, just beating the shit out of people and yes. dancing at the same time. Seeing that catwalk <laughs> made me think of Zoolander. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Makes me think of that one show that you and I played that turned out to be a rave in yeah, yes, like rural Oregon somewhere that was weird uh,
2: was, wasn't that
1: actually an awesome show though? S- uh, sort of it, we were on wireless mics on yep. two separate catwalks and it was yep. like a high school rave which was even weirder and the catwalks were so full of people that you and I could not even see each other while we were performing the songs it was so fucking surreal I just remember leaving immediately afterward
2: I just think that it was dope because the scenario was weird and the people were actually having a good time and energetic despite having zero idea who we
0: were.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: visualizing it in my head, and that sounds really cool. It was cool. Uh, I, I was picture like, these catwalks are like 30 feet in the air. You're
2: There's more like 25. And we're both dressed <laughs> like Batman. Sam via zip yeah. <laughs> but which, which we didn't use, but it was there.
1: So then we get this coin flip interrogation with Thomas Schiff. This is, I think, before we've seen the whole, like, oh, yeah, you make your own luck. Got it. It's two-sided, you know. And so. Okay. But he's got a gun to this fucking dude's head. And Batman shows up and sees what he's doing. He's like, yo. This is not okay. My dude is losing it here. You know, like, you're supposed to be the sane one here. Let's let's fucking take a breath, okay? Holy Getting shit.
0: ready to pass the baton to you you
2: can't be doing stuff
1: like this yeah it makes
2: me wonder what his middle name is because i picture batman swooping in like a mother right there and seeing his full name
1: <laughs> harvey fucking dent <laughs> calm down stop um,
2: it this instant
1: what am i looking all right we have a press conference i don't think that's super important oh actually speaking of the uh you make your own luck when harvey's getting arrested and he flips the coin to Rachel. Watching it streaming was funny because, you know on a DVD about two-thirds of the way through, it'll have a half a second glitch for some reason. Every single DVD has that. We're just, for a second. Evan's given me a look, but I've had multiple DVD players over the years, and they all in the exact same point we'll do this right I think and get
0: your eyes you at a super he always, superhuman level that you can actually perceive that in other people's knowledge. or are you watching all these dvds on the same dvd player are you sure it's not Wait, your dvd player
1: yeah but i've replaced it over the years so it's yeah wow. it, it happens in dvds i don't have blu-rays maybe it doesn't happen anymore but um it's
2: a glitch in the matrix
1: anyway um <laughs> when he flips the coin to rachel and he goes i make my own luck That's where the tiny, tiny glitch always happens on the DVD. And since I was watching this on HBO, I was like, oh, weird. It didn't do the thing. What about the time warp? Uh, Let's do
2: the time warp again.
1: So then, again, just insane fucking legendary action. Some of the best action we've ever seen in a Batman movie. Joker's got the semi-truck blocking the road with the burned-up fire truck. Got to send him underground and shit goes off the fucking rails.
2: Part of my list in that section was the slaughter is the best medicine Yeah. instead of laughter is the best medicine. That's cool. And my only other note was Joker can drive a semi, which I thought was silly until Lauren told me about the soldier theory and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, he might know how to do that shit. So I
0: guess that's cool. Wait, the thought of him driving a semi was like strange, but like firing rocket launchers and all this other shit he's doing well i mean i don't know how intricate it is
2: to fire a rocket launcher but i imagine Look, it's like
1: anyone what? can pull a trigger but you've got to get a commercial driver's license <laughs> okay dude, are
2: you kidding me? Like, totally different like dude a semi is
0: a stick times like four I there's know, like I legit know. 16 gears on a semi truck i understand that it's very complicated i'm just saying he does a bunch of stuff before <laughs> this it's also complicated and impressive
2: yeah. Okay. I, that this, that that seems like it seems like
0: pretty niche and pretty fucking hard. And also, before that, wasn't... pause this movie. He just got in that semi and he drove it like it was nothing. Hold on.
1: Well, I, it just takes me saying,
3: out of
2: the movie.
0: It's a, it's a random no, no, Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a very random skill set, and I was like, wow, that's
2: weird. I'm impressed. But then the whole the soldier thing makes that possible. Also, I forgot to mention right before that, the dude knocks on the semi oh, guy's man. door,
0: and Brutal. he's like.
2: You wait like everybody else, and then it's fucking awesome how he just pulls out, and pops a shotgun on him. But also, if you shot somebody in the head with a shotgun, it makes their head disappear. <laughs> and it made me think about the stuff that I wasn't seeing right there.
1: Yeah, they do a really good job of cutting away from the horrible shit that he's doing to people in this movie.
0: Yeah, like no one, no one wants to see that. If, if, this, if this movie that, was, I think was, my dad said, of like, is this an R-rated movie?
1: <laughs> it was about to be.
0: There's no sex and they cut away from this, the violence. This so.
1: movie was about to be like first RoboCop level violent and <laughs> they made some very <laughs> oh my God. strategic cuts. Cut. I
0: want to
2: see that. <laughs> <laughs> I man, the first time I... Actually, I don't know that I really watched RoboCop until I was an adult. And when he gets shot up, I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a lot. Of, this is a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they don't make so them like they used to. Grove,
0: to. Roman, yes, maker. man, that Wow.
1: One of my favorite lines in this scene is <laughs> when... That was uh, a lot.
0: I, I, that was a I lot. need to turn this off. But
2: yeah, they actually, they like wasted their budget. Like the quality went down because they wasted their budget in like fake blood splatters stuff. <laughs> oh, quality's got a good from
1: that. <laughs> we had all these special effects meaty appendage stubs. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite lines in this scene is just when Joker is driving. You know, it's just fucking explosions and crazy shit going on, and he's just like, I like this job, I like it, yeah, I like
2: yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I took that literally like the semi-truck stuff. Like, he just, he just loves driving the semi and he loves
0: being on the road. I'm glad I was in the military and I went to semi-driving school. I learned about this <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> the bat pod makes its appearance in this scene after the, the tumbler gets shot with the rocket launcher. And it's sort of like the scene in begins where the Batmobile flies by and is knocking mirrors off the cars while the kids are like in the backseat of this car. And it's like, Holy shit. Whoa. But like the way that it comes out and self-destructs with people on the street there, um, it just is so cool. And again, we, Sort of touched on this, but like as it turns corners and the fucking wheel rolls the opposite direction and it's just like Uh so fucking clever. And the way that he puts that suspension cable zigzags underneath the semi and the light poles and that in real life, this is just some Nolan shit actually flipped that semi on its back is fucking incredible. And, and then rides up the wall and fucking spin. Actually, that's one of the things I don't like about this scene is that... I don't like that. Oh, I love the ride up the wall and spin. Um, oh, I don't like Because it shows how how agile that fucking Batpod is. I love it. But we see him decide not to run over the Joker and crash himself <laughs> by slide. Like, we just saw you do some insane superhero shit, and now you are going to slightly... Not hit this man, who's you know two and a half feet wide, and now I, you're going I, to crash.
0: Couldn't you just hit the brakes or gone further to the right or down I've, the, I've any I've thought number thought that
2: he, You guys have, must have a different version than I did because I could have swore he ran over like a Mario Kart banana peel and that's what, <laughs> that's what threw him off the tracks.
1: You know, it's the color grading; you can't see the yellow very yeah. well.
0: Yeah, man, they're so dark with these movies. I remember Batman used to be bright. It wasn't so depressing. It was fun. Yeah, man. Back when you... I... Those yeah. were the
1: days, man. Separate Wait, drinking West, fountains. Man.
0: Back when I was a kid, Adam West, <laughs> was banana peels all over the place.
1: Yeah, we really need to make Batman great again.
0: Oh. 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 Bringing it back yeah. around. Yeah. You. yeah. You're always waiting to get your... yeah. Uh, I can't even say so, it. Yeah,
2: politics. Always uh, bringing your politics <laughs> into, the, into the comic book, Sam. Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
3: When was,
2: when was Batman ever not great, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, tell me when he was great. You I, know?
1: I don't like your implication here.
0: That scene where Batman is bearing down on Joker in the motorcycle. Hit me. I could, Hit me. I could be wrong. Yeah, that seems like the first time so in the movie cool. where he's really got the idea that, like, this guy isn't going to cross these lines. Mm-hmm. And I want him to. You're right. That's, that's, that's exciting to me, and that's all I care about. And he won't do it. So let's get him to do it. Come on, let's, let's get it to happen. Well, the whole everything after the movie is all about that. And this seems like that dividing line where it starts to become mm. that.
1: That's true. I, that never occurred to me that this is kind of showing his hand a little bit mm-hmm. by crashing himself like an idiot. He does reveal that he won't quite do whatever it takes
2: yeah. Excellent point, Ben. Everything about this scene is awesome. I love the wire to get the helicopter, the wire to flip the semi-truck.
3: Rack them up, Joker. rack him up.
2: Joker stumbles out of the semi-truck and fires his gun at the yes. same time while he's yeah. stumbling. Yeah. I love him just brrat, brrat, tossing around to those oncoming cars and, and driving them off the road. We've all uh, been there, yeah. Yeah, that's the best of times for me. So many memories. <laughs> when it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that Batman being as durable as he is gets in like a little kind of slidey motorcycle accident and then he's like seemingly semi-unconscious. That seems sort of
0: weird to me.
1: I wish but that I they love... had made Gordon and Batman in on it together. I think yeah, that would
0: have made it. big plan, yeah. Okay, yeah, big up ahead. Yeah. yeah okay, he that's knew true. he was going to crash the motorcycle and he knew <laughs> that Joker was to walk up. He's going to play that. dead. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. I'm stupid. Well, you don't think like these guys do. One of Heath's
1: uh, best parts there, though, is when his goon touches Batman's cowl and gets <laughs> shocked.
2: That's what, that was my next thing. Yeah, dude. His and, giggle. He's so, he's so delighted <laughs> by that guy getting shocked. Like yeah, the, he loves it. The
1: way he fucking mocks his own guy getting shocked, like, severely. Uh, it's just...
0: You electrified your mask. That is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I love you. Oh my god, I can't wait to be with you forever. I mean, that almost made up
2: for not hitting me.
1: <laughs> well, the the movie is very serious, and so the fact that they still give us such jovial, over the top laughter when shit is fucked up, I still like that. You know, I actually watching this with a critical eye, I appreciated that he does actually joke and fuck around more than I had given him credit for in this movie
2: I love it he's truly delighted by that man's pain Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was because it's possible that I felt like this in the past but it's just been a while since I've seen this again I like seeing all these really thought out plans and I love that this whole thing even Joker's plan is so thorough that his getting captured is intentional Like, all of that stuff, even if he hadn't fully thought out every single aspect of that stuff, and there's a lot of intricacies to that kind of thing, he didn't even actually plan to succeed, necessarily. Or maybe there was a different version of his plan where he did or something, but I think he really did need to get captured. And to think that you do all that shit and the whole point is to not actually win anyways because there's
0: another layer of your plan to follow after that point, it's like Harvey thinks he's giving himself away, and then Batman and Gordon actually have their plan underneath it. And it's not just to stop the Joker; it's to lure him into this trap. And that was all trap on top of it, it's just like you're saying. It's like there's so many layers to that. And again, that's where like people who either don't like this movie as much or just don't like it at all—that's the kind of stuff they hate. Like your dad. <laughs> yeah, He was actually away the whole time He just fucking hates this movie it's <laughs> Well, it's so contrived and so complex And so unbelievable But it's just awesome Because that to me The scene we're at now Where he's he's been captured And the Batman is going to interrogate him in the cell That's where this movie takes the shift Have either of you seen Mulholland Drive?
1: Uh-uh. Uh, yeah But I don't really remember
2: Did you say Moana or Mulholland Drive? (laughs) Well,
0: what's the answer to either question?
2: Yes, Moana. They're
1: both very similar.
0: (laughs) One of the best soundtracks I've ever seen in a movie. Mulholland Drive, so it's a um, David Lynch movie. Yeah. And it's like really, really weird. And the whole first chunk of the movie is very different from the second half. And the whole first chunk is very cheesy (laughs) and corny. And the dialogue is very like, gee whiz, Hollywood. And so this dividing line in the movie where Joker's captured and he has this interaction with Batman, that's, to me, where all that corniness before felt like it was intentional, because it really sets that moment of, like, whatever you thought Batman was, whatever you thought he was accomplishing in this city, none of it is for anything. It's like, it will not work here. Being, like, having all these tech skills and taking out guys in foreign countries and all this, all that doesn't work for this problem, for these problems. And that this whole movie is, like, even if you... Look at the end where Batman's like, "I'll be the hero the city needs," and all that. The movie, the Joker wins in this movie. Yeah, it's like it's just things just keep getting worse. It is such a dark movie, and it's, it's that. That's why I, when I say that corniness, like I, I love it because that's the turning point. Heath Ledger's acting in that interrogation scene is just like a tipping point of this movie, where it just it's bleak. It's so bleak, and then all that like mob nonsense, but before it just pales in comparison to everything after
1: that. Well, yeah, and what happens right after this is that famous interrogation scene. I mean, it's just one of the greatest... In fact, if you come back to Heat, that movie was significant because it was pairing Pacino and De Niro, these two powerhouse actors, legendary for working in the same movie even, Godfather 2, but never on screen together, right? And putting these two people is one of the best scenes ever, in my opinion. Like, Pacino didn't have the evidence. He couldn't take him in, but he knew what was going on. They both knew what was happening. And they have this coffee shop scene where they both sit down and they are saying how this is going to end for one of us, right? And it's just mesmerizing this scene. And I think Nolan took that idea and this is not the end of the movie. The Joker's in fucking jail and Batman's in there with him and this is not the end of the movie. This is the middle of the movie? Exactly. and
0: you'd feel like it was the end because we're two hours in. Yes. And
1: and, and exactly, like we're getting this, again, this famous like, you have rules, you you have nothing to do with all your strength. And again, that is the brilliance of this Joker is that he totally fucking corners him he totally just disables him
2: this is easily my favorite scene in this movie what and what makes them interesting is my favorite scenes are they're both the joker and one other person and i don't know if it's the writing or what it is or how personal i think it's mostly how personal they get in both scenarios because the other one is like him and Harvey in the hospital And how they're just kind of like, they're just kind of leveling and really revealing themselves to each other. And that's why what I really like about this scene is I love how personal it gets. And I also love that in the hospital, he reveals to Harvey how he is not isn't a schemer. This is like kind of his whole agenda is just to like upset the apple cart. But honestly, I'm just kind of like a kid and I wouldn't really know what to do and stuff. But then... When he's talking to Batman, it's the same level of, like, personally forthcoming. It's like this. Yeah, it's like it's incredibly honest because this is I couldn't have this kind of conversation with anybody but Batman. Because Batman is the only person who would understand the things that I'm saying.
1: That's how I feel with you, Evan. Hmm. Our it friendship. Well
2: what, what kind of things that you would would you share with me that you can only share with?
1: I, I can be my true <laughs> self Whatever. with you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pretend Ben's not, Pretend future Ben. Future
0: Ben isn't here. <laughs> he's already heard this. Yeah. Anyways, it's like well, not, It's not the. You want to know how I got these scars? I'm crazy. Little, it's like
1: he's
3: not yeah, putting actually, on the show.
0: Yeah, not, I just want to tell you, I'm really excited by what you do for the city and what you think you've done, and I want you to know that. You've got my you. point. <laughs> yeah, I really am really into it, but you don't go far enough. First of all, all you, big fan. Without you,
2: there is no me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: In particular, and part of it is just the delivery. Is just because I think it's funny, but he has that. They'll cast you out like a leper, and partially, <laughs> I just like the like a leper. Yeah. But, yeah, I just love that it's it's a conversation. (laughs) Like, you know, we're a fly on the room in a conversation that only these two people would have because no one else would even understand the depth of character that they're sharing with each other at those times. The
0: obsession and the extremes that they both
2: go to. Yeah, and how he simultaneously gets under Batman's skin. And, And, additionally, the, like hits him in the face like you never start with the face. Boom, so hits his hand. See? <laughs> you can't feel the next
1: thing. I always thought yeah. that was weird. Who punches a guy in his flat palm? That would
2: hurt. That, would hurt. that would hurt. you know how yeah, There's so many, I mean, there's tons of nerve endings in your hands and feet.
0: say it really quick. Put your <laughs> hand on your desk. And all your yeah. Hit it with a hammer. Your hand. <laughs> yeah, go get a sledgehammer
1: and hit it real right. okay. Hey lady, like come here man. a second. Help me out with this experiment. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love when He is just throwing punches. He smashes the glass with his fucking face. And every time, no matter how hard he hits him, there's so much adrenaline that all he can do is laugh at the situation of like, oh my God, look how desperate he's getting. Look how much I'm getting to him. Like, even when he's feeling... full extent of batman's strength he just can't get enough of it and it's so satisfying
2: oh and he has that like you have nothing yeah line you know like there's nothing that you could you you can hurt me but there's
1: nothing that you can do to really hurt me that's so awesome and yeah. honestly that is like a classic nightmare too like i've had many times over my life because it's like a control <laughs> it's no it's for real it's like it's like, nightmares of Batman it's being like a or no, he, he no, Batman, he, no, he is
2: Batman. It's like a, a classic um, <laughs>
1: control issue sort of dream, yeah. where you know you'll be like in a fight or you'll be attacked or something, and nothing that you can do to this person, no matter how hard you hit them, they're impervious to what you're doing to them, and so that's actually taking a bit of like real psychology and kind of applying it to. Uh Batman and Joker, in that he's trying to punch his way out of this box and he is facing someone where that isn't going to stop him.
2: A lot of times, too. Yeah, Once I had that whole soldier thing in my head, then I was applying it to all those, just everything. And that was one of those in particular, too. In any scenario where he's got a one-on-one with a person, then he knows what to say to those people to really get under their skin. Because he would also be familiar with like anti interrogation techniques, so uh-huh. Batman's really trying to take it to him, and it's just not phasing him
1: because he can handle it. It's crazy; he doesn't even care. Well, and, and then, then when, right then after
2: then when that, the other dude comes in, then he's like, "Let me just flip this around and f- use this guy to my advantage." I need a
0: phone call. That guy's also an excellent actor. Just a small parts, tiny little parts in this movie, but they're, every scene he's in is great.
1: Yeah, that was that was fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, man, and what he says to him, like. Okay. What? You did another uh, crutching the Funyuns bag.
1: It's funny, yeah. though, because every time you do it, it always takes, like, a solid 30 seconds for you to realize that it happened. <laughs> well,
2: but I, well, I, I don't really he, know... He can't hear it. I he know, just, I, I know.
1: That's why it's funny. Well, I
2: also don't know what I'm doing, because the it's, last time I was taking a drink, and this time I was just, just... Anytime there's, like, a big movement... What do
1: you mean you don't know? It. The mic is hanging from you, so when things touch the mic, that's when...
2: I wasn't jumping, Jacks. Like, what the fuck, you want
1: This is this is episode twenty-two. We're still figuring out how the microphones work.
0: Put both your hands on the table. Don't stop. Yeah,
2: well, we are in quarantine using headphone microphones rather than actual microphones. You
1: know, it's crazy to think that we used to do this in person. Like, how long have we been doing these?
2: I feel like now we would actually Three years fight ago,
1: each right? other. <laughs> Just get out of our like, chairs. Like, every, no!
2: like every, no! Like, we couldn't record as frequently as we do because every time the person has to, like, heal from their last, you know, busted lip or broken <laughs> <laughs> you know, eyeball or something.
1: You were making a point.
2: Yeah, he says the thing about his friends that really gets to him. Like, I know your friends
0: better than you. You know, your Yeah, afraid. when people are, what is he, it's like when people are afraid or when they're about to die, you know, they yes, feel who like yeah. they really are. Yeah, in, their, in the end of their life, In their
1: stuff. final moments. Yeah. yeah. I also love right before that, when he's like, how many of your friends have I killed? You know, and the guy's like, and you've killed six of my friends. And he just gives that like, huh? it's uh. like, it's like when a cat will give you the silent meow, he goes, six. Uh.
0: Like, he, he doesn't really <laughs> say the word, yeah. They just like, uh. six.
1: Ooh. Well, mm. oh, that's
0: another scene, uh, Heath Ledger's delivery of that line. Again, in comparison, and I, and I I keep, I'm like making fun of it, but I do like the different versions of, do you want to know how I got the scars? But to me, the, do you want to know how I got the scars? Oh, line, I thought it was corny. It is kind of corny. It, to me, that's what I think of with like millions of people, you included, who dressed up like him. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck why you. so serious? It's all that kind of stuff, which is cool. But this is so much, I just like it more in... Part of the reason I like it more is because it exists with that stuff, where it's just a, a calm, disturbing, and upsetting moment of like, do you want to know which one of them were cowards? Yeah. It's not like doing a wacky voice. He's not doing anything really crazy with his face. It's just like malicious and. Twisted. It's sinister. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think yeah, about. Sinister, that's perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, going back to the uh, semi truck scene and his whole plan, oh. I mean, think about it. That was actually very out of character for him. Just to, like, show up guns blazing and and do all this. I mean, he's very much a manipulative person who is playing people like a chessboard, you know. And so for him to show up and throw this big diversion, you know, is... Shoot
2: a rocket launcher. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean,
1: it seems so obvious that he's like, oh, I'm going to throw myself out here and just fuck shit up until you arrest me, you know. Granted, uh-huh. they could have easily just shot him in the head, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's PG thirteen, so.
0: No, Joker can move really quick. He knows how to like twist out of the way of the bullets. So. Oh yeah, back to the it matrix. Reveal that that was a fake Joker. Who got <laughs> shot. He was actually controlling with an RC remote or something like
1: that. Well, and then the last thing that he does that is just truly evil in this interrogation scene is he gives the opposite locations for harvey and rachel
0: that's a gut-wrenching scene
1: i mean that what? is uh, because he knows oh,
2: yeah, he does he does do that huh
1: yeah and he he said you know i really thought that you were dent the way you threw yourself after her you know and he so he knows there's something to that even though he doesn't know what it is and so then he gives the opposite directions knowing that he's gonna probably go after rachel
0: everybody us in the audience, Harvey Dent, Rachel, Batman. Everybody knows he's going to save Rachel. Yeah, like you know that. And I think maybe it's because of the psych out earlier in the movie where you thought he was going to become Two Face and he didn't. That you're already you don't know what to expect or where where the story's going to go for the Harvey Dent character. And then so just like my stomach drops. Even though you I already know what's going to happen when you see there when she's like he's like they're coming for you and she's like I know Harvey so I just want you to talk to me and then when they bust open the door and it's like, what are you doing here? Why are you saving me? And she realizes it.
1: And honestly, that moment of hesitation is kind of what creates Two-Face because he walks in that door expecting to see her and scoop her up. And Batman stops dead in his fucking tracks. And Dent is like, what? No, not me. Like, why are you here for me? You know? And and Batman is, I I never noticed that. He's actually stopped moving. Compare that with Bruce in the penthouse when he's walking and disarms this fucking guy and his gun while he's passing by, right? He is shocked. He's shook. Mm-hmm. He, he fucking, he can't move because he's like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And that moment of hesitation could have been the difference between getting Harvey far enough down the street.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way his face gets burned is kind of another weird contrived thing. What if he went in a straight line from the door instead of along the parallel of the building?
1: He's laying there soaked in gas. We saw it in one of the last trailers. It was like, oh, shit, okay. Maybe that's like, how. Who knows? I like
0: your point about the hesitation.
2: But we're, all, just, we're all speculating. I don't super know what he was trying to do with his chair anyways. that ended up in the You just gonna, like,
0: break it and, you know,
2: I move out of the way that. and roll around. That part is also, like, fairly gut-wrenching with the whole walkie-talkies on the other side of the walkie-talkies. And you yeah.
0: have Maggie hearing Harvey on the other side. Like, oh, When God. she realizes she's not going to be saved. Yeah. Even though like, you, you kind of thought one of them was going to die, you expected it wasn't going to be her. Mm. And,
1: and I love how that scene is executed visually too because they give you that quick flash of light and a gust of wind where her hair blows across her face. And again, they're not showing you anything gross, but you just feel the emotional weight of it so much.
0: Yeah, that's the, this is the part where the movie is like, nothing will ever be good.
1: Yeah. And then also, you, you know that because she gave that letter to Alfred, you know, she was going to choose Harvey. I mean, he's just lost everything over and over. You know, he returns the burnt up coin to Harvey in the hospital.
0: And that Harvey thinks, I mean, she's alive until he flips it over. He thinks, oh, she visited me while I was unconscious and she brought the coin back. And then like,
1: no, whoa, no, that's not what it is. You know I what? About that. I have never once considered that. Holy That's shit.
0: I felt like he had a moment of hope when he saw the coin.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And, and then realizing the other side is completely charged. like,
1: no. I'm going to watch yeah, this whole no, movie no, no, no. again tonight just to get that.
0: <laughs> yeah. This movie just full of those, like, you want to feel good? No. <laughs> no, watch a different movie. Too bad. That's not what this movie is.
1: Yeah, watch Richard Donner Superman, buddy. <laughs> this is not going to make you feel good. So, obviously, that is isolated Bruce. Two Faces Born... Joker takes Lau, which uh, again is just his brilliant plan to get caught. Because again, what was his motive in the first place? To take out the mob. And so, oh, Batman brought Lau back for me. Thanks. You know? <laughs> like, you can't keep him safe. You know what I mean? I mean? I have that line you can't even protect yourselves. And it's fucking true. And we get this uh, Alfred and Bruce scene where he's so just beside himself. He's holding his cowl there in the penthouse. Alfred grabs that letter like, no, you're not ready for this shit. But he has this like, you know, Gotham needs its true hero and that's Harvey. And and Alfred's just like, they're going to have to make do with you.
0: I really like that moment too of Bruce explaining to Alfred like, she was going to pick me. And so Harvey can never know. No one can ever tell Harvey. Because that's what informs Alfred to burn the note later. He's like, that's what Bruce thinks a man wants. If a man was going to find out that the woman he loved who he wanted to be with was not going to be with him, Yeah. He would not want to know that if he could. Yeah. Hmm. He tells him what he wants.
2: I love the very short image after Joker gets out of jail and he's stolen the cop car. Yes. And he's got his his head out the window like a dog. Man, something about the... The hair. It must be like a fixed camera on the car that yeah. makes the background look so crazy because the car is so rigid. But yeah, I love him. Just, he's like wild and free with
0: his head out the window. So
1: is Lau driving the car then? Who's driving the car? <laughs> uh, no, he's
0: on the driver's side. He's But I mean, he's in the backseat, maybe just leaning back. Really no, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's taking doing. the Ace Ventura to the next level. He's, he's turned one of the police officers with his crazy psychological games. <laughs> they're driving him away.
1: So we got Moroni even coming forward. To the police. And telling Gordon, like, all right, well, I could tell you where he's going to be today. Mm-hmm. And then everything burns. Fucking legendary. I mean, one scene after another is just iconic shit. Like, you could easily just make a list of iconic film scenes or iconic Batman film scenes and just fill it with this fucking movie, man. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, he just...
0: And, uh, so many of them are drawn from the comics but again in a unique or slightly different way to where it doesn't feel like they didn't have interesting ideas of their own yeah yeah the money
2: pile stuff was straight from long Halloween minus yeah. the money burning but I liked it
1: well and burning Lau on top of it is another one of the things they sort of just they show you is happening but they don't really pay too much yeah, attention is,
3: well, I, even didn't, I didn't, didn't even think, think about, about that it. honestly
1: yeah oh yeah because he throws the fucking money at his face he's tied up on top of it you know
2: it's how fun that would that be Oh yeah dude That is Oh yeah totally I, I love when he slides down it like, too Is that digital? Did he hit him in the head And how many takes Did that take To hit him in the head <laughs> that is, that's, that's beautiful Also The the sliding down the money
0: thing Looks super awesome Like some Scrooge McDuck Money slide stuff Because it's <laughs> both arms up and he's kind of unstable but he's having a good time yeah
2: Yeah, i love it fun and also i what if he didn't do that in one take and then the money pile was all screwed up (laughs) they had to fix the money pile again doesn't joker tosses a knife in that part yeah he throws a knife to the his henchman to like yeah it made me wonder who caught his knife that was another thing that's my little note who caught his tiny little knife it says like, somebody just, oh, just bare palm caught his open type. Yeah, I got it. Thanks,
1: Joker. It's henchman work gloves. That's what it is.
2: <laughs> oh, henchman brand work gloves. Yeah. Yes, uh, sponsor.
1: Coleman Reese goes on TV. Then we get the whole... If Coleman Reese isn't dead in an hour, I blow up a hospital. Like, now he's just a full-on terrorist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fucking shit. The end of Batman Begins. They talk about escalation. This whole movie... Escalation.
2: Mm-hmm. My note says, if Reese was killed, how would they contact the Joker? He doesn't give them any contact information. <laughs>
1: Here's my card.
0: How would they know? Yeah, how would they know if he is actually dead? Are you saying the things in this movie are somewhat improbable when you look at them? It
1: would be on the, the fucking news.
0: news. This is questions. I just have questions.
1: <laughs> I did love that though in the beginning when he says, "Here's my card," like in a yeah. serious way. So good.
2: I'll be around. You'll see me. I'm the creepy dude with green hair and shit. Me <laughs> I'm or? on TV every other day. You'll, you'll find me.
1: You'll know. Scars. Nurse Joker is...
2: So hot right now. Man. <laughs> I actually, I wrote uh, this whole time. I've been re-listening to some of our stuff. And there's been random things that I've wanted to draw. And that made me want to draw a version of the enema of the state cover. Oh, yes! <laughs> yeah, but with Joker is the first lady.
1: Wait, what about the tits, though? He'll have
2: titties. <laughs> yeah, he'll just have titties. Big old Joker tits. <laughs> All right, I'm sweet, sweet Joker tits. I'm...
1: I'm less into it now. That's just weird. No,
2: it's not. Right, well, I mean, I'm he doesn't have to have titties on him. Which would you... I'll... I'll drop both. How about what if I drop both?
1: <laughs> <laughs> One for <laughs> so, me and one so, yeah, for you. I
2: have, I have a random ongoing list of likes weird things that we've proposed just things that i would think would make good images and, <laughs> and that's one that i thought of during
1: this like a retrospective like
2: yeah it's on the list
1: i like when uh bruce again we get more plainclothes bruce in action here will you be wanting the back pod sir like uh-huh. in the middle of the day you know like the lamborghini then much more subtle <laughs> like mm. <laughs> yeah. And the way he, again, acts as like a full-on human shield is so good because they give you that fucking classic kind of ditzy Bruce humor. Mm-hmm. You think I should go to the hospital? You know, he's like, you don't watch a lot of news, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: and he, yeah, and he pretends he doesn't know who the dude in the car was. Like, did you do that on purpose? And he's like, no. What? But
1: he gives him that oh, look, what? too,
0: Try, you know? You mean trying to make the light? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. What are you, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? When he looks at Colman Coleman's his name. Yeah. And he's just like, You see, I saved you. Yeah. Like I understand, you know. Mm-hmm. That guy's like, okay, I'm not gonna I won't blackmail you. You're pretty good. Yeah, You're a don't, okay guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of like a Mike Judge Beavis and Butthead thing. To make something brilliantly stupid, you have to be really smart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Mm, that's the level I'm operating at. Yeah, which one am I? <laughs> you're the people that I manipulate through my smart <laughs> dumbness.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we get the great agent of chaos, you know, chaos is fair.
0: And um, it's second favorite scene. Just when well, the first look at that amazing, I don't know how much of that is practical and how much of it is CG. I think it's the all
1: CGI. Things,
0: it's so good. Yeah. Because yeah. It, 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 it like it channels all the great stuff from the comic adaptations of Two-Face and also It's very the, Tim uh, Sale. Animated series.
2: Yeah. And more literal,
0: too, like human
2: musculature instead, mm. plus burned flesh. I love just, like, weird purple, gray stuff. Mm. I love how mad Two-Face is originally, and then he, like, settles more as Joker talks. Like, he's, this kind of makes sense, actually. You know, then he passes him the gun, and Two-Face explains his logic to Joker, and Joker seemed to it like, that's my kind of game, you know? That's
1: so cool. Yeah, it almost makes you wish that we had had more of them sharing scenes. Yeah,
2: I could have used mm. a Two-Face Joker team up in
0: this movie. Another hour of them just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, dressed, no. Dressed as girls. <laughs> more so, like,
1: in the end of the movie, we're, I mean, we're almost there, I remember watching it for the first time and when he's hanging upside down and he's making his big speech you know i remember feeling very emotional like you're so engrossed in this film and in this portrayal it's like nothing we've ever seen before and it's so brilliant and then in that scene it really hit me of like oh he's gone this is never going to happen again because it's such a great setup I mean, they could have easily written out that Dent survived somehow. Or even if he didn't, Joker lived at the end of this. I mean, he felt like Nicholson, but then grappling hook catches him. You know, I love that. And, and he's pissed. Yeah. And we just get this amazing monologue. And it just it just hit me so hard that like, wow, we are never going to see this again. You know, he's, it, he's gone.
0: Whether they real life from the? cinema intersect
1: for real yeah yeah this time in that c- so that whole last scene with the uh, threatening to blow up the
0: whole city and then putting the bombs on the two boats it's kind of a neat scene but i think it's unnecessary and i mean i think it kind of the two purposes it serves it serves one to give us one more big climax of batman doing like batman stuff of infiltrating a building and saving hostages and fighting a bunch of people and reinforcing a little more of like the Joker thinks people are bad when you put them in bad situations and Batman thinks they'll rise to the occasion.
1: Well, and also, though, the trigger-happy cops because they are wanting to go in guns blazing. He has to st- literally beat up and throw the SWAT team out the building so they won't yeah. shoot the yeah. hostages who who are made up to look like the perpetrators. It's
0: an exciting scene, but it... And again, maybe it, it partially is to give more weight to what comes after... Yeah. Again, as I say, Batman loses this movie. However, the last little like exciting sting of emotional music and all that happens, this Batman loses. Like The Joker wins in this movie, even across the board. And so that scene is just a little excessive to me, but that conclusion of it, them having their little mini-fight on the top of the construction site, and then the monologue, it's so effective. And this time, more than any of the other times I watched, like at Joker and seeing him as a man... Yeah, not seeing him as like a supervillain or like just a foil, like really seeing like how he is the counterpart to Batman, of like mm-hmm. just a genius mind, but for all the wrong intents and going in all the wrong directions. Yeah, but he's still just a person.
1: I think you're right though, because the fairies do slow the pace of the movie a bit. When it's so long already. Everything else is really just nonstop, and that sort of does make you kind of take a beat. Even while everything is ramping up, but again at the same time, we're seeing Dent become 2 face and going around and shooting people, and you yeah, know. And so he's I mean, shooting
0: bad people. He's shooting the people who wronged him, but also people who are criminals who are violent and dangerous. But he is 2 face He's the two-face we know. Yeah, and I think that's more compelling and more interesting than any of the fairy stuff. it, it is kind of like a neat little beat of like, oh the criminals are the ones who actually in this case it's tiny lister the famous guy who's always the big guy in all those movies yeah you think he's gonna you know let me take it and i'll do the right thing and then he just throws the detonator out the window it's like so whatever's gonna happen now it's not on us we're yeah. not gonna blow all those people up we're just gonna be here and it's neat but it's just excessive to me it is like that last scene the, the guy who was gonna save him from having to be batman and the city was gonna be better and everything was gonna be turned around that guy became the worst problem or one of the worst problems in the city right now, and Batman had to kill him to stop him. Yeah, like Joker got everything he wanted.
1: And honestly, I like that you say that because in that last scene, Dent has his very righteous monologue, right? As he's going on about you know what's fair and like telling Gordon like you should have listened to me in the first place. He flips the coin and points it at Batman and shoots him.
0: No, he points it himself first. I think he gets or, or yeah, yeah, early, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does Which that. I think is really nice because he's committed to his insane logic. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then uh, what I mean to say is there's a first coin flip, right, that Batman ignores and gets shot for it. And then there's two more coin flips and he uses the last one as the moment while he's distracted to pounce and take him down, Right. If he had just done that the first time he wouldn't have been shot.
0: Yeah. That's another thing that doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> and you could probably like try and justify it with saying like he was too ready the first time, but now that he thinks Batman is down and he's focused on other things. Yeah, it's another like it's a contrived setup to give you an exciting set piece. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean it's it's good and it's not exactly a moment you train for. This is a very weird situation. It might not occur to you, like, how do I fucking you know, you're looking at all the variables here and you're up against a fucking cliff, basically. What options do I have while he's doing that math is when he gets shot? I don't know, but.
2: I think it's actually one of those super deep Easter eggs because Michael Keaton gets shot so much that he's just being Batman.
0: <laughs> he just gets shot and you just. Yeah, it Batman off.
2: just gets shot a lot.
0: He's, he's done so much jujitsu and aikido and focused breathing that those bullets just don't affect him the way they would affect us. Wait, he they chops mean, at IKEA? He's being true to the character. Oh. Yeah. The 113th martial arts style out of the 127 that he knows is all about getting shot. Taking like bullets to, to the chest. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you guys watch the version of the movie where when Two Flights flipped the coin, Batman threw all the other coins at him, <laughs>
3: and distracted
0: him, and then pushed him off the building? God, the better version? The Snyder cut kind of this movie? Yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good. It's just an easy
2: target, that's all. How many people, Sam, have given us ratings and have shared comments like that person that you shared the other day?
1: We, we've only had a couple of actual, like, reviews. Most people just put in the stars, you know. By the oh, way, okay. give us that five-star rating on iTunes, you know. What? Help us look good.
2: It made me feel real good in my heart
0: that, uh, that Keith Chief was all up on the... Uh, hey, to anyone who to this. thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy it. That's true. And Thank you, guys but save your comments for yourself i'm not going to do anything different. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a hard ass. Future Ben Polanski, <laughs> fucking badass. Forever. I've got my Mountain Dew IV,
2: I'm parked on the couch, yeah. my life is not changing at all. He gives zero shits about you.
1: Oh man. So um there's a few <laughs> things we didn't touch on, but let's uh let's kind of wrap this up. Easter eggs. I
2: don't think I've been an Easter eggs. Oh no, okay, i guess the Long
1: and yeah, we fun. had a few things. Um, we didn't expressly mention that the whole hit me scene with the Batpod is very, very, very uh, Batman eighty nine with the like. Come on, you gruesome son of a bitch! Come to me, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was
2: waiting for his bicycle to have like scissors that was <laughs> <laughs> cut some balloon strings. But
1: or that scene, to me, again seeing it the first time, I was I was overjoyed because it was. It showed a deep love for the original, you know. Yeah. That really made it for me. Another one is the end of the movie where Batman does knock off Two Face, and he does the whole cliffhanger move with Jim Jr. in the same way that he did with Roz in the first one. You know, the the <laughs> one-armed.
0: Like he, he has a harder time lifting this boy up. Man, he was just shot. That's yeah, I was
1: gonna say, got <laughs> a, a bullet wound.
0: Full-grown Liam Neeson with one arm up and over.
1: Yeah. Well, it's different when you start the fire versus when you get gunned down. I don't know. So, pros, I'll let you guys go first.
0: All the the tiny stuff we talked about, the biggest thing I think with this movie, again, other than the tone, I love that this movie is the downer. It's hidden a little bit, but they try and make it seem like more of an uplifting movie than it is because it really is just not an uplifting movie. It's bad.
1: It's a fun, action-packed movie, but it's also the Empire Strikes Back.
0: Yeah, and if you shave away all the action stuff and all the comedy, it's just the turning point of Batman going like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to keep doing it because I'm messed up, but this peel, sucks. Peel away all the action into just like one giant ear of corn. <laughs> <laughs> but it's rotten. It's yeah, not just good. corn. It's just corn and corn at the middle. My other big pro is that, and again, it has the benefit of leaning on the long Halloween, but this movie... Sells more than any of the other Batman stuff we've covered or any of the stuff I've read. The whole idea of like Batman bringing out the worst in these other people, and he is the cause of these freaks coming into the city. It felt there was more weight to that freak. In this movie than there was in Long Halloween. Freak! Yeah, not the, not the F-Works.
1: Sorry, I was, I was channeling Raphael.
0: But like yeah, the, yeah. the end of Long Halloween, with I mean, again, that's the whole point of that book, but with uh, Alberto being like, you just think I'm a freak, or we're just freaks, and all that kind of stuff, like it's effective in that, but this movie is the best version of any of that yeah this
2: seems like the first time that anything in live action or animation has even explored that concept we pretty much covered my pros list my favorite scenes being those one-on-one scenes with joker and another character i love the reese and lucius fox scene yeah ledger is great all around but in particularly i was Watching it this time was very struck by how awesome his character's voice is, considering I've seen other stuff that he's played roles in. And what I assume is more of his natural voice and how much of a different deviation that is without the aid of digital sound effects. I didn't once in this movie think,
0: oh, this guy's Australian. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Every time I see every time I see yeah, I yeah. things, as good as he is and as interesting as all the accents are, I always remember like I can hear little bits of his real accent. He
1: he does yeah. it in this one at the end where uh he says about Dent, 'cause you were the best of us. But he says you were the best of us, you know, like mm. we don't say here. I just there's just little tiny things that he'll he'll let it slip when he gets really intense.
0: Yeah, and it might be because he 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 doesn't have like one American accent he does a different one every single time that's probably a lot to keep track of
1: well and also with Nolan being a British director and you know I just feel like there's probably people who just aren't catching it you know yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) or Gary Oldman's there I mean Gary Oldman has little bits of like where the accent comes through but it's because I think his, his his accent in the movie is already more like there's more to it
1: I've never heard his slip I don't think
0: it just little. I mean, that's it's just being from Gotham. I know what a real Gotham accent sounds like, and it's not.
1: <laughs> that, it's yeah, just,
0: it, it sounds a little phony. Yeah, you me. grew up there. Yeah, um, Evan, you were on your pros though. I didn't interrupt you in your pros. That's that's pretty much it. I was just
2: the contrast between his normal voice and this is such a huge variance between the two that I was like, man, every aspect of his role in this is awesome it doesn't seem like there's any failing but it's just so cool that stuff is so completely in that character and so completely unique to the point that it has seemingly altered like all parts of you you're not like my character looks like that character but sounds totally different he's addressed every aspect of that character it's incredible
1: have you guys seen the tom waits footage that inspired the voice. I have, I have
2: John. It's freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, there's there's old interviews of Tom Waits on like talk shows speaking and it is uncanny. Yeah. But that is what Ledger drew on when he was doing his his research and trying to figure out like what what his Joker was going to sound like. Mm. And what um. a
2: weird source for material too.
1: Yeah, it's very obscure, but it is.
0: It is spot on. It's crazy. I had two other pros that I didn't say that I was thinking of earlier. One, I just want to give a big shout out to the practical effects in this movie. Yeah. Again, we talked about like the the semi truck scene, but the hospital. Yeah. Like, every aspect of yeah, the hospital yeah. blowing up. Not only the way it's shot, but just like the spectacle of it. That's it's, fucking real. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Who uh, does that? that? Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Take that, Michael uh, Bay.
0: Uh, you fucking idiot. Uh,
1: Me or? <laughs> Michael
0: Bay, or you, whatever it applies. applies. <laughs> yeah. um, Eric Roberts, though, also. Mm. Both Best of the Best. I love, it's a very fun martial arts movie from, like, the early 90s to the 80s, and he's deleting it, and he's great. And he's Julia Roberts' brother, I think. Really? Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, he
1: uh, was awesome a great Maroney. He's awesome like,
0: the grounding presence of, like, normal criminals in this movie. And yeah. we seen what we didn't talk about where Batman's hanging him off the side of the building, and it's like, oh, you. You know, you're kind of dumb, because I'm not going to die if you drop me from
1: this height. And that was like, yeah, I'm counting on it. Exactly,
0: yeah. His scream when he hits the ground. So gross. Yeah. Eric Roberts, good job.
1: Yeah, he was really good, and I thought a good um, stand-in since, you know, Tom Wilkinson was obviously taken care of in the first one. Yeah, I thought he brought that vibe to this movie really well. Uh, My pros... We're basically cast, you know, like we've talked about. I mean, Maggie, I thought was a phenomenal addition. Michael Caine at his finest, uh, just super, uh. super funny. <laughs> it's,
2: it could be higher than four. You know? I'd call it third finest, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's his finest role.
1: And, of course, Ledger. But I also wanted to touch on, talked a lot about the script and the score, but not so much the character design. What you said, Ben, about Two-Face, y- you know, there was so much secrecy and so much build-up and so much merchandise also for this movie that at the time you couldn't even really get any Two-Face stuff. You know, I like I eventually got one of the, the Mattel figures, but like, w- when you're going to the stores, you could only get the the Joker and the Batman and stuff like you know they they didn't drop that shit even till later and so like there's no t-shirts with fucking two-face on them there's no none of the they, dude you go to any fucking store on earth in 2008 and there are joker t-shirts and posters and shit everywhere right there's no for two-face is the gnarliest looking shit and
0: did they release the, toys later? Yeah, not yeah, like adult not toys for adults that are like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, really I got awesome
1: yeah. I got the Mattel figure later, but I mean, again, like all those the cool like posters and marketing shit that they put out and T-shirts, like those just don't exist with Two Face on them because it was such a secret. And his looks mm-hmm. so cool when they reissued a or put out a second version of their Hot Toys figure last year. Like I, I jumped on that in a hurry. The first one I ever just pre-ordered. Cause I fucking love the way his character looked.
2: That's one thing they don't really address. I don't know if Joker hooked Harve up with his tailor. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but later but later on in the movie, there's just like a couple scenes where he shows up and he has like a half charred jacket.
0: No, that whole side of his suit was also in the gasoline, and he was no, perfectly it that is parallel to same. the building when it, it blew up. Half- so just
1: <laughs> wait. How was <is laughs> no. that? How is that even a question? Yeah, he just got his clothes that he was. And at the time,
0: but they're like the cartoon where they're perfectly like half, yes. Like
2: half but, black, half yes. Also, if I bet if you looked back at that scene, it's only his face that's on fire, and Batman smothers his face that's on fire, not yeah. his whole body.
1: I don't think it that's is. true, but it okay, is, it is just true.
2: His, It's just his the face. Truth. He like went to Versace, and then also employed some homeless person to stitch him <laughs> like a hybrid jacket.
1: I'm looking so at part, the first
2: doo-doo and heart part. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm looking at the figure right now, and it's really only the shoulder up, though it's not even the whole suit. So I mean, it is just his top portion. No, never occurred no. to me. Eh. What I would uh, say though is the symmetry being so perfect. That's the only thing they could have. If they're going real, 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 like everything is, that's the only thing I it would have maybe thought be to improve. More
0: inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's awesome. Yes. It's so yeah. cool. Oh yeah, such a good character design.
1: And the way that they s- tease it too, like in the hospital scene, he's speaking and it's the camera is low and on his side profile, and then uh, like he'll start to turn his head and it'll cut away, and so you get, you like, get like a, frame, a tiny frame. glimpse, and and you never yeah. really see it. And so when they fully reveal, it's just such a big moment, and I just love the way that that was portrayed.
0: Imagine he can't ever blink in that eye; that eye is just always open. so dry.
1: He buys a lot of Visine.
0: Yeah, where's Ben? Where's Ben Stein? <laughs>
2: apply um, <laughs> he has the scene where he takes the drink and then it's like just dribbling out of his mm. weird face holes also what does that crap sound like
1: can you imagine alcohol dripping yes. on that open flesh though
0: oh yeah, uh, yeah. well I, I love that too and that's just something I feel like I didn't appreciate the earlier times when Gordon visits him and he's like you know they tell me you're just in excruciating pain and you won't take the medicine right. so he's imagine yeah so imagine the entire End of the movie. From that point on, anytime you see him, he's just in like the worst pain a person could possibly be in,
3: That's both true.
0: emotionally and physically. Yeah, like talking, talking would hurt so bad.
1: Well, it's yeah. sort of like we talked about in uh, Dark Knight Returns. You know, he he thinks he looks how he feels. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. after yeah, yeah. his surgery, he looks normal, but he thinks that he looks how he feels, and this is sort of like taking that from mm-hmm. another angle. Yeah.
0: The other way. Yeah. Fixing my face and making the physical pain go away is not going to make me hurt any less. Exactly. And he looks as bad as he feels. Yeah. Ben,
2: your, your little foe scene right there was making me think of, like, he's trying to convey to the tailor the look he's going for. That he's not, They're not quite getting it. <laughs> Listen, tell him look
0: at like, my face. It's it so bad! Look at the face, yeah. and then do it with the rest of this. <laughs>
1: <sighs> also, of course, Ledger's redesign just being... I know some people didn't like it, but for the most part it was just groundbreaking and, and game changing, you know.
2: Yeah, those people are stupid. I no. think that Fact.
1: again we've talked about Libra Bermejo being like one of my very favorite artists, especially when it comes to Joker, and I really wonder if they saw his designs or if they just came up with this independently or what. I would love to to know that. But I know that Ledger designed his own, he did his own makeup.
2: When did Joker come out, the book?
1: They both came out the same year, but same year. Uh, but it was finished earlier.
2: And Bermejo made it sound like he w- wasn't aware of it or vice versa. Uh, I mean, they are different, but then... But so the Cheshire Joker, Smile... the scars, though, the scars is the biggest similarity. That's yeah. like, even if you just ditch the clothing, because clothing could be different from scene to scene or something if you wanted to, but what's the same is the, the lumpy cut scars... And the makeup on top of it.
1: Yeah, and just the sort of grimy look in general with the hair and.
0: Hmm. Well, and I told you, so I just beat Arkham Origins, which is the the video game that's done by like the B team or a side team, not the main one. The main story of that game is like Batman meeting Joker for the first time, and then the same kind of stuff from this, like Joker trying to fight him, and then when he realizes he's like this fucking weirdo with all these weird rules and limits, it's like falling in love with him. And then all the other Batman stories that we've talked about that have come out after this movie and all the other stuff we've read that we haven't talked about, just like realizing how much of those versions of the Joker come from Heath Ledger and what Heath Ledger
2: brought to the character.
0: Yeah. Because like Mark Hamill being the iconic version before this and still an iconic version, but it's very, very different. I think in particular
2: too, just if you ditch the scars, which seem to be like pretty much kind of a Bermejo niche until you get to the stuff i haven't read but with like capullo and all that crazy crap with his face and oh we're stuff. gonna do it i haven't read that but other than that it's like always it's always smooth it has a real comic book feel to it like ledgers looks grimy for the first time one it's makeup and not like a chemical treatment two it looks bad it looks sloppy all the time where everything else looks like green eyebrows they're slick smooth yeah white skin. A purple right, suit right, that's like not dirty and all clean and it looks clean and classy. For the first time, he looks kind of filthy. And in particular, I I really like because it's makeup. You have the interrogation stuff where he's getting beat up, and all that crap is coming off of his yeah. face. Like his eye stuff is running, and all the stuff is coming off of his forehead. It looks cracky. You see the skin underneath.
1: Well, and much like Nicholson, when he gets the water in the face, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. like that's like the coolest l- he ever looks. Uh-huh. it's interesting from you know, the cosplay perspective of doing the makeup it's actually harder to do it shitty like he does it it's funny yeah, you because it be you have to wrinkle up your forehead you have to create these crow's feet you have to do all this weird shit to your nose and you contort your face as you're putting it on to make those little crevices uh uh-huh. of natural skin because it's obviously meant to just coat and apply <laughs> over these surfaces. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like he just like put it on shittily. Like once you've done it, it's like, oh, you actually have to try to be this bad at it.
0: Uh-huh. So you have to put it all on in the morning and then go like jog for an hour and a half. Yeah, go <laughs> swim for a little while. Yeah. Uh-huh. Roll around.
1: He just doesn't shower, that's it. For
0: sure. He's, he's, me- he's like Jared Leto. I think he probably drew a lot from Jared Leto from his other performances because he hadn't been Joker yet, but like he kind of knew... what with- Jared,
1: as I like to call him, was going for. Uh, Yeah, definitely inspired by... So, cons. I have a very short list. I don't believe Eckhart's most angry Two-Face. I don't like his shouting voice. I think he's phenomenally cast, and he does a very, very good job. But when he's the most unhinged Two-Face, I really could have gone a little more animated series with like a more lower gruff as opposed to a yelling that seems exaggerated.
2: Well, it's really hard when you got your predecessor and Tommy Lee Jones just setting the bar so high. How are you ever going to measure up to that stuff?
1: I won't respond.
2: It's kind of not fair. My conflict is yes, Ben?
1: Oh, he's dying. That's what it is.
2: <laughs> oh, those, those were the gargled. No, of death. No, I'm just dying over here. Don't worry about. Yeah, me. tell no, me about I'll, your little Batman no, stuff. I'll continue. Yeah. I'll continue. It has more to do with the city and the set design, but there's a real shortage of ancient bald men statues. <laughs> and I don't really buy
0: this Gotham. This Gotham just looks like Chicago. It doesn't look like Gotham at all. Yeah, exactly. Batman I Begins looked like Gotham.
1: That's yeah. you that's
3: it? true. Like,
2: it the, did the arrows, evolve. The
0: was are fucking
2: terrible.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, they did look like hot garbage.
1: Huh. Good point. Good
2: point, uh, Future Ben. <laughs>
1: my, I don't even remember him. the origin of that joke and why you call him that.
2: I just listened to that episode
0: again. Now I feel like I need to make running things out of things that we said.
1: Oh, um, like we don't do that enough. <laughs> uh,
0: Nikki Cat, who's a, he's either yes. a comedian and or yes. just a comedic actor. Every time I've seen this movie, the first time, the second time, this time, I hate him in this. No, and I hate that whole. Yeah, I hate it so much because it's like. Oh, is he? He's the guy when uh, and I I know why they. Did I didn't it. sign up for this. Yeah, it's because you have disguised Gordon driving the uh, vehicle that's transporting Harvey when he's revealed that he's Batman. So they're distracting uh, uh, you. He's the guy like giving you the running commentary. Of <gasps> like,
1: wait, he's the um, water tower guy for this movie.
0: Oh, the, they're heading straight for the water tower. Yeah, except it's four times as long, and he's much more annoying. Oh yeah, man, he, does, he does say everything that I know about already. Yeah, I don't. It's just like that scene is so well composed. I'm I'm watching the movie. I see these things happen. I don't need him to tell they're happening. Also, and the driver can't do it because the driver's Gordon.
1: It's a good diversion, I think. No, pro-
0: I hate it. It's a bad diversion. Probably it's like poorly written. It could have been
1: not that. The reason it works for me is pure bias, though, because. One of my yeah, I do. Like one of my favorite shows when I was younger, he was one of Boston Public. Yeah, he was one of the main characters, and I never see him pop up. And so the fact that he was in that scene, I was like, oh shit! And you know, he's just hamming it up, fucking around, whatever. But I, I, I liked it. And then only later when you're watching it, you're like, oh, that was Gordon the whole time, ignoring him.
0: Yeah, it's his fault. He's okay. I just hate. I don't like that character. I don't need that.
1: I can get why it's bad, but I like it.
2: It seems like standard
0: action like the, movie dumb writing. They do that stuff all the time. And this this movie's four hours long. We don't need. It. You, <laughs> it's, could, you could like you could cut slim it down a little bit. Two and a half.
1: This this episode's going to be longer than the fucking film.
0: <laughs> uh, my other con, I think, is just again the fighting in the suit. It's better than Batman Begins, but it's still. Now that we get to see it, we see it's very very slow a lot of like elbows do we like the
1: suit in this movie by the way because it is more mobile
0: i I don't have any feelings about it i think that okay
1: the Uh, first one is more intimidating i like the practical reasons for upgrading it but i also think that when you get a good look at it the legs are the dumbest looking bat suit since the 90s yeah it's
2: okay Uh, I'd recently seen some stuff in the news about some storms in the Midwest, and it just made me think that maybe we could just send them a bunch of copies of this movie to help with their corn shortage. Because <laughs> it's full of corn. Wow. Yeah. Yes.
1: The irony of you uh, first was, saying first that... I was
2: going to be like, oh, this movie's got more corn than Iowa or something, but then I was like, no, no, wait. They don't actually have that much corn. There were storms made,
0: recently. You made it topical. I like it. Thanks. You guys remember that pandemic that happened when this was being recorded?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are uh, a little ahead of schedule. My other con was just the the sound mixing that we talked about, which is really cool and impactful. But when you're watching at home, is completely impractical. Yeah, yes. It's like I want to remaster for home or something where the dynamic range is a little more normalized
2: my
1: dog was scared the entire time <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude uh, Tucker was on my lap and he fucking was like asleep and hopped up at one point when I might have been when the fucking dude slams into the mayor's window the, the oh, de- yeah, that dead, dead guy it scares
0: me every time that woke my dad up
1: <laughs> yeah I'm a big jumper for shit like that too I'm like ah oh
0: for sure de- hockey pads detective <laughs> Brian
1: Oh, wait, wait. Before we move on, in terms of the sound mixing, it doesn't come through nearly as much when you're watching on just a regular TV sound system, but through the stereo, a lot of the complaints about the voice, they didn't happen until this movie. And I think it is just because of the way that it's super compressed and all the bass in it, and it's just very unnatural the way that it's done. I think it's mainly just the way that his voice was mixed more than the delivery, cause he's not really talking any differently. You know, if you look at like the scene where he's in the bank vault in the beginning and, and stuff where he's actually talking to Gordon, it's very similar to the other movie. It's just mixed really excessively.
0: The talking is so quiet. It's
2: noticeably quiet. I think the weirdest parts when he's talking anyways are just when he has longer lines. Cause I love his voice. If he's like, "You stop me, Batman," <laughs> and and if they're like a couple syllables and very short sentences, so like but Planet of the Apes, have, Apes dialogue. Yeah, when that, when he has actual dialogue, like in the near the end, and him and Joker having the scene and yeah, with the boats because of the way that he's exerting his voice he has to catch his breath. It's actually like doing music vocals or something where he's he's trying something different and it's what's well, making him run out of breath. Well, it's no, it's not
1: band. that. He's playing that because he's got the fucking bar across his neck. Like while he's, It's the original Martha scene.
2: Bar across his neck?
1: Yeah, you know, he's like, how about this or whatever he does with the fucking... Oh, no, that was the line from the first movie. But the same thing, he uses the, the spikes from the gauntlets to fly at him. He's on his back with the fucking bar across his neck or, like, upper part of his chest. So, like, that's... If you just
0: get off me for a second, I can talk. Yeah, Come
1: that's on. why he's talking like that.
0: Uh, uh I that just,
2: I think there's, like... in the eye from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to go back and find it because I swear there's just a part where he's just kind of, like, kneeling and he's at the, t- you know, they're on, like, the exterior of this building. Oh, it could be after up. he
1: fell and he catches him with the grapnel.
2: Yeah, he's kind of on the edge-ish. But anyways, I just got the feeling that it, it's just hard to make those sounds with your voice without also running out of breath at the same time. So he's just not very well suited for long-winded sentences.
1: I mean, he also just pulled the full weight of a human being on like a 50-story fall. So. Well,
0: having done that before, it not, <laughs> it's not as hard as Mr. Bale makes it it's Not as hard as doing a punk show. Means. The thing you don't appreciate when you watch these movies, because movie screens are very big.
1: Well, it's anything, it- apparently, because we've got problems with a lot of you people. <laughs> you people? What? No. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Jerry Stiller, Festivus, Seinfeld. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: I got problems <laughs> like, with a lot of you people. The airing oh, yeah, of grievances. grievances. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah the yeah. airing of grievances.
0: I was just going to say that you don't realize because he's so buff and movie screens are so tall. Christian Bale is like three feet tall. He's not that big of a person. <laughs> so it, it's hard to lift humans, especially when you're very small. Does that
1: make sense? Detective?
0: Yeah, he repurposes the sonar to wider and broader applications, which is also another con. I think the whole subplot of the unethical usage of sonar and everyone is just another thing this movie doesn't need.
1: How's he going to find him?
0: Uh, he'll just go where he is. I don't... We don't need, <laughs> <laughs> it's just unnecessary. He'll
2: just smell the chaos.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll get there. We don't need a... I don't cross these lines and then I cross. It's just, it's pointless. But he figures the machine out, which is smart.
1: I also really like the bullet shrapnel
2: yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. That That's is some very good uh, that Batman scene is shit. It's funny to me, they need multiple barrels for multiple bullets, but the gun that they're using to test that bullet test is a legit a Gatlin gun. It seems excessive.
1: It probably came off the Batmobile.
2: <laughs> that's about, yeah I guess they just had a, they had a
0: spare <laughs> chain gun they like t- they took it off entities. for
1: this experiment and they put it on that bar
0: that's true going yeah, to whip. Bruce devised whip. that whole mechanism that's very sciency. yeah engineering uh, pretty smart
1: I also smart. like the fact that he already knew that Lau's revenue was dirty money yeah. by the time Lucius brings it up to him he's like oh yeah we should probably look into that and he's like do you already know? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like, I, oh, yeah. I just needed to have a reason to... Yeah, that was funny.
1: Which is why he was sleeping through the meeting. Is like, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. I already know the outcome.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Cancel the deal. <laughs> I already
0: know. Okay. any. That's it. I don't think there's any other detective stuff in this movie. Ninja? Pretty... Uh, the attack on the Hong Kong offices. Oh, my God. Is, that's the ninja thing. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, for sure.
1: That was the warehouse scene of its time. Like, that was really really a breathtaking sequence
0: but it doesn't hold up to the warehouse scene no there's so many times again watching this now with my dad and not realizing he was asleep so I thought he was awake and being like oh he's gonna pick this apart yeah that he Batman would have been shot like five times in that scene because he's moving very slowly
1: well Nolan is guilty of this one particular thing in action that it's sort of like when you watch the animated series and you're like how did this goon get that shot in? You know, like, mm-hmm. how did he hit him with that broomstick or whatever? Like, he was standing there looking at him. He could have caught, you know. But Nolan does this thing where guys have guns and run towards him instead of pulling the trigger, you know. And so he, he very... Well,
0: they, like wait. they wait a moment and they kind of...
1: Yeah, it's just because a little... It's a little too choreographed sometimes with that. But um, but still, that scene was really, really well done for the most part. And also, the again, just that, that penthouse scene is really, really good just for a yeah. split second of like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a master.
2: I love this stuff at the end because unlike in Hong Kong, he's just trying to take out all those bad guys. But in the stuff in the end with the tower, he's... Simultaneously, trying to mm. take out the bad guys and save the disguised kidnappees. Yeah,
1: yeah. And pretty, while he's taking that. out that's the cops, crazy. he's also saving them. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's For sure. yeah. It's like, it's well, very
2: open up all those guys that go over the edge, you know. But he's actually uh, just more like disarming them and saving their life at the same time.
0: Like I got to get you out of the action, but you're not dead. Yeah. He, he does just throw those dogs down that pit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they dog, just kind of go past it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, er nobody likes a movie where the dog dies, so, you know... Mm. Cut away quick. Can't acknowledge that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does.
2: Get that, Chris.
1: And we know that he upgraded the suit with that in mind in the beginning, so...
2: Yeah, they do have the scene to address its mobility, but, you know, a little compromise. Trauma? Mm, Not so much.
1: I think big time in that scene we talked about where Rachel was going to wait for him and... You know, he was finally going to have a, a normal life and he was going to be able to step away. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, he did all this shit kind of out of desperation. And now that he sees a little bit of hope, you know, he's so ready to end this crusade and actually move on from his trauma.
0: I just, I think like uh, Earth One did it better.
1: God damn, steel. every episode, Bingo. <laughs>
2: talking
0: that's, about Earth 1. Oh, that's yeah. part of the bingo? You, you can't, bingo has to be five things, you have to have five <laughs> things to make it That's a row. That, three, that like, three that talks. like three. Can't be bingo. The, uh, well, in the book, Earth 1, <laughs> that we talked about, <laughs> just the, uh, the scene where Alfred's like, oh, so it was just like a random killing that killed your parents, now you don't have to do this anymore. And he's like, no, you don't get it. Now I have to do this forever because it wasn't some like somebody getting out. I think that's a better version of what you're talking about with this. Yeah. It's a shitty thing that happens to him, but it doesn't seem so directly related to his obsession with being Batman. Yeah. Also, in in this case, it's like three films that are one film
2: versus in different versions, you might feel compelled to like portray it differently or make it more obvious because every one of those things was like a mini starting point. In a thing that's kind of three in one, you'd really only sort of need to address it like once, and then let the consequences roll out for, like, the next two. So if anything, I would think that the trauma would be apparent in, like, Batman Begins, uh-huh. and then everything else was just a sequence of events following afterwards. Like, you don't need to keep showing me that stuff, because we're not actually restarting stuff every time. There yeah, is- I,
0: I think about that in terms of comics, because, like, you can tell good Batman stories without any one of these things, or maybe you could tell a good Batman story without anything, where he's, he's not a detective, he's not a ninja, and he's mm-hmm. not really all that fucked up. But Adam West? It would be like a Green Arrow. It would be a Green Arrow story. But a lot of the comics, even when they're not about that, still work in some sort of like his messed up past or his childhood or something like that. But this movie just doesn't have any of that. I guess maybe a little bit in the Joker relationship of like that you're so messed up that you are this way and you have these weird rules, but you're still obsessed. But I just didn't feel it as much. Because I think you're saying it's in Batman Begins. not in this movie. Bully. Yeah, they're, they're more like the same, just one
2: long thing. Right. I do have something that I could have created in the past, but it made me, uh, for the first time, want to address...
1: You're making a it. face, and I don't like where this is going. Oh, uh,
2: sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I think of funny things in uh, my head before I say it. In the, in the case of the Joker stories, I propose that we address how edgelordy
0: this joker is <laughs> oh uh, a little addendum to the trifecta <laughs> yeah like a little a, yeah, it's, the exactly the eye the it's like, eye of the batman yes trifecta. I don't know wh- I don't know
2: what the three traits would be but I think that that no, joker just the one how edgelord uh, okay, is it? yeah, okay <laughs> it's, yeah
0: it's the tip of the pyramid <laughs> that's fine how and then I want to on a scale how one to five how edgelordy is this joker two five being the most one being the least yeah
1: oh shit um, is that how our ratings work I've been doing it backwards this whole time
0: <laughs> all these things we've been talking about. <laughs> oh, Mask of the Phantasm. It was a five. It was a I don't, really yeah,
2: strong I really five. I <laughs> you remember that book that we read, Batman's First One. <laughs> but it was the worst Batman book I've ever read. Easiest five I've ever given. Hey, got. you know,
1: <laughs> shout out to uh, Bat Force Grumps on that. He told me last night he read the first book of Earth One and put it down. I was like, why are you fucking kidding?
0: Did yeah. he have a seizure
1: or something? Is not, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he was not on board with that one. That's a shame. Ratings
2: Five. Sam, how edgelordy is this joke? Yeah, you didn't give us your edgelord rating.
1: This isn't real. Fuck you. (laughs) No,
2: it is. Every time time, the Joker appears from here on out, I want to know how edgelordy
1: is. I'm just going to edit it out. I don't care.
2: That's that's stupid, Sam. You don't get to do
1: that. We have a format. I crave consistency in my soul. Nope.
0: First time viewing this movie is a five. Because I've seen it so many times, it's like, it's a four. He's Ledger is a five every time. Realistically, the movie's a four. 60%
1: percent of the time, it works every time.
0: <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> I give it a five.
1: I mean, easy five. It's so influential, so entertaining. Um, we have our tiny issues with it, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, if, if this isn't a five, what is? All-Star for- uh, Batman. For a live-action movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a five, that's fair. I think I've just seen it too many times and it's really long.
2: For all the things that we've seen, though, I don't think that there really is any comparison to this.
0: I have... I've, this. Ooh, the people are going to come after me on this one. The, <laughs> they, the three of us who listen to this, they're going to come after me. But uh, <laughs> uh, I like Under the Red Hood more.
1: Again, we're not... But...
0: Well, my, you just we're not, said, we I don't can't,
2: think anything can't compares come. to this. I can't. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then I take that back. Because obviously...
1: Don't say Forever.
0: Yes, because obviously <laughs> Batman, <laughs> because i forever uh, is incredible. So yes, it's just it does I, would not, be, I would be more down to watch Under the Red Hood again because it's not three weeks long. I don't have to give up a chunk of my life it's to two, watch
1: it. It's two and a half hours. My God, That's long.
0: Uh, uh, YouTube videos are like five to ten minutes long. That's the perfect length for anything. But do That's you? Awesome. I'm a busy. I'm a busy man. Do
1: you binge yeah, watch man. Netflix shows?
0: Sometimes, yeah. yeah I do.
1: Well, then fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> it, takes me, it takes me three days to watch one Netflix show. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's like ten Batman movies in the same time that this does one Batman movie.
1: It's two and a half hours. It's not that bad.
0: As
2: soon as you told me this is what we were going to watch... I started watching it the next day. And it took
0: me. It took, it took me one month to watch
1: this
0: movie. You just finish it right now. <laughs> yeah, just before this podcast.
1: Man, you are gonna have a hard time with the next two episodes because we got some length. I'm
2: really glad that Ben bailed on the last one because I actually wasn't. You're
1: I wasn't even ready. The movie.
2: Yeah. Wait, are I'm you? just gonna wing
1: it. Are you joking? Did you watch it in short pieces? <laughs> no. I know. I, after all these years, I still can't read you.
2: Oh my god. No, that was that was all fake. But if you cut out that Hedgelord
0: Joker stuff, we
2: cannot be friends anymore and that is no lie.
0: I will quit if you cut it out, unless you put it in a different one later. You splice it in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robin. Thanks for checking
2: out the Bad Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warman
1: All right, that is our show. Sincerely, I thank you if you listen all the way to the end, and you're hearing my voice right now. We've been going a little bit deeper, and I know some of you have commented and DM'd us saying that you like that. So we're gonna keep doing these deep dives and character studies and weird tangents and everything. Let me tell you, when we do the Dark Knight Rises, that one is a fucking epic. It's even. longer than long so uh stay tuned for that shit but next time as always we're switching back to comics we go film comic film comic we're going to continue where we left off with the long halloween we've got the sequel the jeff Loeb, tim sale sequel dark victory all right so you guys stay tuned spread the word and we'll see you for dark victory